And real quick, we got a Twitch Prime sub. 12 months from the doc, from Frank. So it's been officially one year, but but in in Twitch time, in streamer time, it's been 12 years. So thank you for your... Uh, and in COVID time, I think it's been about 38 years. So thank you uh, so much. I'm not sure the conversion rate on COVID. If you're factoring in leap years, then it's more like... 72 but you know 38 72 close yeah very close very close yeah. <laughs> the bad kind of hyperbolic time chamber <laughs> that's right that's right well it looks like chat gang is here i am of course the magical mr mephisto the most dangerous man in age of sigmar reclaiming the old moniker as the purple fades a little bit from my hair here um we are doing episode 65 of Rantcast. i am joined by by sigil Coming up from from chat gang, fellow Twitch streamer, and a pretty fantastic artist, I might add. So, how's it going tonight, Thank man? Thank you. Uh, going well. Going well. Um, started redoing the art yesterday, trying to learn how to do tablet stuff and bashing my head. When you say tablet uh, stuff, you mean like actual, uh, like... Yeah, digital art. Yeah, like on a... The future. Like on a bamboo or, or of course, yeah. even Wacom or... Yeah, I, I know. Into this, yeah, yeah. Into I know. This pro. Yeah. yeah, most people just move. I mean, I think most people just moved on to a literal iPad at this point. But some of those, I still like some of the dedicated drawing stuff, or at least I did when I was still mm -hmm. doodling. Yeah. Um, I like it. I need the multiple being able to quickly grab and stuff, and having multiple keys on, and then also hotkeys on the side. Right. But I also learned it when I did it more seriously back in the day right 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 we were kind of talking off air a little bit about your your artistic journey we'll we'll, we'll of course get into some of that but uh just to kind of finish off the intro here um we will be talking a lot we'll be talking a little bit about sylvaneth tonight and then we're going, we're going to talk about so we got a sort of we got two hats we're going to be wearing this evening which is going to be sylvaneth and some hobby discussion some art discussion because you're of course a uh pretty devout sylvaneth player as well i am a devout sylvaneth lover yeah yeah. yeah, I'm a tree hugger. <laughs> it's I don't play it much anymore because of obvious things, but I've spent more year more time spent staring at my Sylvaneth in the past year than I have in the since I started playing them when they first came out and before they came out. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you before they came out, you were still kind of you you uh, what wood elves maybe? Yeah, I yeah. was. So I never got into fantasy, but I got dangerously close right as the ed time started up mm. so and like then, go ahead uh well i saw the end times banner and my friends were trying to get me hey get in on it now it's the great time and i said you know what end times mean don't you <laughs> i'm gonna wait a year and see what happens when this is done and they're like no it'll be fine <laughs> it's fine and they're they're the dog in the chair and the and like warhammers on fire all around them yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um so then did you jump in during the dark ages then did you wait that year and then age of sigmar comes out and there's no points and you started up then or uh sort of so when i when age of sigmar came out i was actually in jamaica at the time living there and as you can imagine not a lot of hobby there not a lot of people playing games but I remember taking the rules and playtesting it against myself and running tree lords up against, um, or not tree lords, but tree men up <laughs> against the, uh, what's it called? Hell pit abominations. 
<laughs> to try and figure out how many, like to try and work out some sort of a point system that I could play with people when I, in the years that I moved back, oh, thinking is... that's how it was going to stay. So that that um, I mean, that in and of itself is interesting. Like you, you lived in Jamaica for a while. Like, can I? Can we get our first yeah. rabbit hole out the way here? So you lived yeah. in Jamaica. Um, yes, I'm. My family's from there. I what? was raised there until high school, and then I moved to the states, like most people in my area did, to do high school and college and all that stuff. Because there's one university, University of West Indies, in the Caribbean that's decent but you either do that or do the states if you can get a scholarship and get lucky so I did guess. you did you get lucky you land the scholarship go stateside is that how that works yeah yeah right on right on and, and you see when I I I had this this uh, misconception uh, when I, I kind of first met you. Oh, gosh, it's been a who knows with COVID time, but it feels like we've known each other for quite a while. You've hung out in, in chat. I've hung out in yours yeah. here on Twitch. Uh, I thought you were an art major. Like, I, re I legitimately did. Like, I, you've got the profile picture, which is really cool, sort of like desaturated image showing off one of the greatest <laughs> mains in Warhammer that I've ever seen. Uh, thank, you, thank you. I've, I've been... A liken to Danny Sexming, and I cannot think of a better compliment. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but but yeah, you didn't actually major in art. Art is just like the yeah. sort of the, the passion that's always kind of been there. You yeah, know? art is so. When I was in high school, I was I was an well actually even before that I was an art and a science kid. Mm -hmm. I was one of those people that I hated like math. I hated math, but I loved physics. I loved the puzzle of it, and I loved working through problems creatively um and that stayed a trend all throughout high school all throughout and then when i entered college they wanted to split that up mm -hmm. into no you're either one or the other you can't there's none of this creative mind bs you know you do sit down and do calculus forever until you want to cry or get out of science get Those in your box up. get in the, they're just trying to stuff you into the into the yeah. box. See, what we were mentioning off stream, I kind of had a similar issue where where like the minors I wanted to take weren't in this under the like English school at university, so like I wasn't allowed to like pursue, um, you know, a fine arts minor or or um or some of those other minors that I was really interested in at the time. So I just kind of like you know went all in on writing. Sure. Um. Which is interesting because up until that point in high school, I was the the dual like the art writing kid. Like I was usually in the art room. Uh, I had a, I was the exception that they made at the end, like in my senior year, where I had four independent study courses. So half my day, my senior year, was spent in the art room. Uh, often I, I loved ch chalk pastel and oil pastel. I was in a craze at that point, so I was mm. d doing like my pastel and so some painting stuff, mm. um, and. Uh, and then, like, you go to college, and they're like, "No, no, no! Get, get in the one box! <laughs> like, yeah. get in there!" <laughs> yeah. And so I completely yeah. let my art skills uh, completely deteriorate over yeah. decades at this point. So yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at, right? Or I feel like I'm there right now, where I used to I used to have some level of confidence, and it's been four I want to say like four years since I've done any art seriously. And holding a stylus and holding a brush just feels so awkward and heavy-handed. And I go to make a line, and, and I can't see 
like how I used to. Like I used to just be able to look at a thing and know, oh, that line is that, that line's that. And there we have a face with flowing hair. They're done. Mm-hmm. Like, and now it's like I draw a line, I draw another line. Oh God, the proportions are not correct. <laughs> that is, is that teeth? Did I draw teeth? Oh God. <laughs> well, oh God. You you've been you I mean you've been recommitted to art essentially since I've known you. How like when when was that like? the hobby sort of align with your Sylvaneth interest? Did you, did you follow, did that art kind of follow you with the hobby or was the hobby your way of getting recommitting to your art? Yeah. So it's actually funny. It started a lot with Twitch. I've, so I realized I've never had a, I had a painted Tau army back in the day, but it was, I was a kid. It was garbage, you know, um, it was my first painting attempt and it was just terrible. Um, and so I realized that I'd never had like an army that I was proud of painted wise. So when this year came around, I said, okay, I'm going to sit down with Twitch. Twitch is just going to be my hobby time. Mm -hmm. It's going to be the thing that holds me accountable. (laughs) And so I just started getting back into the habit of painting that way. And then started doing some, started doodling in my journal sketchbook where I just log my work and stuff. And then decided, hell, I'm doing it. I don't feel like painting. I might as well break out the tablet and mm-hmm. do the thing again. Yeah, some and of your so, recent streams were, were more the tablet, were, were actually like the illustration. Yeah. 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 yeah, I'm trying to get back into it just because I finished my last project, which was a whole bunch of Sylvana stuff. And now I have 2,000 points painted. So, goal accomplished. Move into something else. And I figured, why not art? Why not something that I used to love and don't anymore? Hmm. Uh, and also that way I can paint Sylvanas stuff again. <laughs> like I will do Warhammer illustrations because that's not really a thing. I don't see. A, I see a few, but not uh, a lot. To to uh, Jared, uh, Razor Tree uh, Productions. Uh, his his partner. Okay does some like warhammer illustrations she's actually quite good um and but like there's you know i mean it, it is it does feel like there's just like a couple of of, of folks and it's but it's not really this like yeah uh, big thing and and i feel like there's a, a great sort of uh calling for that you know like it, it we could yeah. use especially with soulbound around the time soulbound started coming out and people oh, started yeah, yeah, yeah. making their characters yeah. um you know that's what about the time i started seeing a lot of like the tweets go, hey, can someone draw my, like, Soulbound character? Can someone draw oh. my Anvil of Apotheosis character? And yeah. uh, so, like, I, I I feel like you're striking when the iron's hot. I think you've got some good momentum. And you ha- you've you done the thing I am incapable of with Twitch, which is kind of hold to a schedule. So kudos, man. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's, I'm not scheduling to stream. I'm scheduling to get a thing done, you know? Mm. And I feel like that's helped me keep the schedule because, that... yeah. That must yeah, be paint trees. Yeah, that must be the secret, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what the secret is. If you figure it out, let me know. But that's the secret for, for I me to stay on schedule. I haven't in seven years, man. <laughs> like, uh, as far as I know, it's uh, marathons have been my way of like of, of committing hard mm. to my stream. Uh, gotcha. But then, like marathons are like a once in a so often thing. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, you know, I'll do my my October marathon, which is. See, you. What's interesting, like your your interests are all kind of adjacent. Art, painting, you know, like you you you've again. I, I this is a compliment. Like I think you've got a really great 
uh, like sort of core and really good direction. Hell, I love your UI even. Like it's got that sort of eight bit, which is great. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. What I'm trying to tell you, chat gang, is go follow Sajil on Twitch like right now. I'll wait. That's S A underscore J E E L. Throw toss him a follow over there. Of course, you can look him up on 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 Twitter and follow him uh, yeah. on Twitter to kind of see when he goes live. But like, if you want some some great art background noise, how often do you stream a week? Um, I do three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday Yeah, at 6.30-ish uh, Eastern time. Is that a.m. or p.m.? Uh, p.m. PM. Sorry, yeah. what is time anymore? Yeah, no, it's it's bad. Uh, I'm bad at it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, like, I, go ahead. Oh, uh, go ahead. No, I, I'll have a, like, my October marathon is my spooky game marathon. There's really no way to reconcile the fact that I'm just going to play a month solid of scary video games with the fact that I like I have an Age of Sigmar podcast, so I just don't. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't even like, like I don't like no 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 like I just it's just time to play all the scary games and it's yeah. interesting because like AOS like fans will like hang out and like we'll talk AOS while I play scary video games for a month, but that's like when I hit <laughs> hit uh, streaming the hardest is in October. Um, Sometimes around my birthday, I, I dump a week of vacation, um, mm. and then I'll I'll do like a birthday streamathon type thing. But that's about it. Like I haven't I have I haven't solved the puzzle. But like I said, um, it's hard to find an adjacency between how much I love video games and and you know, for a while our RPGs and tabletops seemed completely mm -hmm. not in the same stratosphere as wargaming until Soulbound came out and did me some favors yeah. there. But it's weird because like that's for me at least that's kind of the beauty of twitch is unlike like with youtube if you if you don't do the same content if you yes. don't pump out the same thing on a regular basis you're kind of like you're wasting your time with youtube yes. with twitch it feels more like more of a cult of personality kind of thing and a cult of community sort mm -hmm. of thing mm -hmm. so it doesn't like yeah there is consistency is important but it's more consistency of just being there right? from right. what I've seen, like, and just being genuinely engaging. Right. It's just two completely different animals that I see get compared a lot. And yeah. YouTube is YouTube. You like, um, I mean, I was talking with the, with Doug from two plus tough about this a mm -hmm. little bit and like, it really is like quantity is the quality on YouTube yeah. and you just you have to like always be releasing a video and you have to stay pretty hard to your like algorithm yeah. um, or you'll like you just get like you just get kind of like crushed under the sheer volume of everybody else and all the other stuff um, yeah. you don't know that you're gonna have that viral video that just like hits um, yeah 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 definitely and I think that's why my, you know, certainly like my shows are available on, on YouTube and my shows are available on like Spotify and all that stuff. But I keep my focus on Twitch because Twitch is where I can't be like singular in purpose. I'm hmm. too eclectic. And for better or for worse, it feels like all my interests are one big ball of yarn, that they're all kind of weirdly tied <laughs> to each other. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. No, the, I, I get that. Like, I... And it kind of what you were saying, like the art has tied back into the into my painting of minis, which ties into gaming, which I love playing games and just talking about games mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. That was I started a stream at after I finished streaming, I decided, fuck it. I'm just going to go and sit down and play uh, Night in the Woods for a couple hours at like until 3 a.m. starting at one and just 
I just was talking to one person yeah. in chat and we were just discussing the game and it was a great time, which is kind of the point for me with Twitch. It's not about viewer retention, that sort of thing. It's just enjoying a thing together and helping do the thing. You can't you can't look at the numbers. Um, oh yeah, no. <laughs> you like you you uh, it's it's hard to stream the hardest part of Twitch and I, I talked about this I think with Rocco your boy a little a little mm -hmm. bit when he was on cuz he's also a, a Twitch streamer as well. The yeah. hardest part about Twitch is is streaming to no one. In yes. those those early early days when before you have like a consistent community um it's so much easier to like right now. Like I can see chat gangs popping off. I recognize, you know, yeah. D six is in there. Soren and Frank are having a conversation. You know, that's why we got that show within the show. And and hey, Greg, how's it going, bud? Uh, he just showed up there from Sigmar and Son in chat. Like it's it's a lot easier to do this when that chat is is moving. You know, when yeah. it's not, it's it, especially for me who is introverted. Uh, you know, I I can put in the effort to be extroverted and talkative and very, I think I'm a pretty warm and charismatic individual, but it take it requires effort and concentration for me to do that. Like, yeah. Um, and when it's not happening, when that chat's not there to like, sort of remind me to, to talk to chat and to interact, then I just go quiet. Yeah. And... I'm with the introverted part. I'm very much the same way. I it's, it's effort. It's absolutely effort, and there's this awkwardness when you're talking to no one, and you know no one's listening. And well, just and you glance down, and there's that zero, that red zero, and it's just like, "Hey guys, how's it going?" <sighs> anyway, <laughs> gonna uh, it killed me. So how how did you get through it? Because I think now you're getting to the point. You've got your first giveaway going on. Um, yeah, a little bit so you, yeah. you've you've kind of feel like i feel like you've got some momentum built up uh yeah. you know I, i've been seeing kind of as a, this outsider who who lurks a lot more than engages these uh, last month's been hectic for me I, i'll get back to wielding my sword in your channel uh here soon <laughs> but uh but like from just kind of like kind of watching and i'm just kind of like my boy getting it done you know like i, I just like i, I yeah. you know kind of seeing you you tackle it what was what was your secret to like actually you know approaching that empty chat room like how did you get through that I think I think that kills a lot more streamers than anything else is like oh, yeah. that storm. Especially just the standing staring blankly forward playing a game like that like when you have no one to watch and you just are trying to stand out in a crowd but the way I got through that um well I first started just talking because it was painting mostly I was painting or putting stuff together but mostly painting I would tell myself what I was doing mm -hmm. and just got in the habit of talking out loud and just kind of stream of consciousness. And mm -hmm. I remember, especially when I was starting, there would be moments where someone would come in, talk, and I wouldn't look up because mm. I would sit there for 30 minutes, just head down, oh, painting the trees. Oh, I like that leaf. Oh, and just stream of consciousness going, having forgotten why I started doing it. <laughs> So then I pulled that back and remembered, oh, I should look up, read the chat. Okay, look down once people actually started coming in. Because you do it for for a couple weeks or every every other day. And it's like, oh, let me, I'll just, there's no reason for me to look up because no one's there. Yeah. Then yeah. Someone is there and then they appear and go away. And then there's that heartbreaking crush of like, oh my God, I ignored you. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah, 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 that. 
no, it's it's kind of ties into what you were you were mentioning a little bit earlier, is um, that like for me, and then I'm gonna bring it a little bit back to video games, but but especially tabletop games, that community that that small scale sort of like that. My favorite memories of like the Nintendo era were going over to my friend's house and just sitting there watching him play video games and like taking turns on single player games. You know, mm-hmm. like Ninja Ninja Gaiden, like just handing the controller off after continues. Yeah. You know, um, I just like I remember that, and when I first got into Twitch, I'm like, the reason I don't green screen, and my office is a wreck. So <laughs> pardon me, everybody. I hope to have it cleaned by uh, next week, actually. Nice. Uh, it's 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 organized okay. chaos right now. You can actually see the like totes now. Finally, <laughs> like stacked. It's just finding places now. Um, yeah. But uh, that the, you know, I don't use the green screen because I like that idea that like you're sitting on the couch hanging out with me. You know, like mm-hmm. that you're yeah. You know, so I, I like that. And I mean, when you're talking tabletop games, I mean that's what the experience is. Is, is Twitch? Does, YouTube? Oh, yeah, I absolutely. feel like is a, is a little distancing. Um, not, yeah. I'm not saying one's better or worse. YouTube is great for reach. Um, Are you saying for streaming or videos? For videos, yeah. like re- viewership. Like I get yeah. far more views on YouTube than I than I do on oh, Twitch. Yeah. But yeah. like the community builds on Twitch, and that's yeah. why yeah. I, I, I kind of like I, I kind of commit to like more of the Twitch Twitch first approach. Yeah. I, I've talked to Coach about it. He's very much a YouTube first approach. Like yeah. I, it's and it's it's something that like. There are multi-talented geniuses out there that are capable of like, uh, of like just sort of managing it all, and it's like I gotta, I gotta kind of focus on one thing. And Go I've ahead. heard that they exist, but I've never seen one. I've mm. never actually seen one. I've seen the ones that pay someone to edit their videos. Mm. I've seen that, you know, like a Night Blue or Odd One or all those famous league people. They all have someone else. You think it's them at first, or I did. And then mm. I learned, no, they're just pushing their Twitch stream to an editor. The editor chops it and sends it off. Yeah, man, I need to get me one of those. Does that. I gotta teach. I gotta teach one of my kids to do that. I think there that would go. really that the child labor is is really the only way I can see through this. Um. I've, I've heard. <laughs> I've. That's the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I I do the the minimalist amount of of, uh, of editing. <laughs> I chop the beginnings and the ends of videos. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I actually cut out, like, a three-minute bit of silence from from last week's uh, rant cast um, on, for, for the Spotify and, and, and iTunes and stuff, because there's just, like, a nice. dead silence. And I'm like, oh, I'll fix yeah. that. So I opened, threw it in Audacity, found where, like, it just flatlined, like, highlight, mm-hmm. delete, make sure it, like, syncs up perfectly. And I'm like, yeah. if I were really there smart... If I were really smart, I would record an extra audio clip because I say, we'll be right back. And then I could have done like a commercial tile style yeah. plug or call to action right you there. Could like, you could do like a two plus tough thing and do like a parody in it. Yeah. You know, I, for, for meth juice or something, a new hit gamer energy soda. Or could, could have done literally anything. Didn't. <laughs> so yeah. it's just, if you listen to it, if you listen to last week's episode, which is actually a great episode uh, uh, about, like, animosity. We should do a narrative last week, talking hobby this week, which, you know, kind of moving around here, of the spheres. Yeah. Um, you, you, if you listen to it, you'll just hear, and we'll be, you know, we'll be right back. And, blah, 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 and just go right back into the thing. And I'm just like, <laughs> but it's better than silence. So you, yeah, you don't want that radio. Yeah. 
but uh so so like what i guess what i'm saying is like the recognition is there that i could be doing more but uh just so lazy (laughs) it's weird because like i feel like twitch and and youtube are like opposite ends where like with youtube it's like maximum effort like you need that if you're not like if you want to make it big on the youtubes and bring in those internet dollars you need maximum effort where you're like oh what's the hottest hot thumbnail trend and Mm. oh let me get my analytics up is it 10 minutes now 12 minutes what and doing all that stuff whereas twitch you can just okay cool you gotta consistency is kind of a thing but if you want to stream cleaning out your your um your office never happened people would watch that (laughs) you you laugh but people would absolutely tune in for that and not even just just call it a just chatting stream and just hang out while you clean Mm -hmm. like i know not gonna happen but but uh, no, I, I mean, it's like a I, minimum effort kind of thing. Like. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, on the on the flip side, like one of the YouTube tools that I, I find like super handy is the scheduling the releases, because then, mm-hmm. and this is again, uh, oh, is that where you queue up the video? Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. there's premieres which are which are kind of trying to replicate the Twitch experience where you release the premiere and then you're live and you yeah. watch. That hasn't I, quite landed for me. Uh, it was really cool for that like that week of content we all did for for the the anniversary. Or the Adepticon mm. at home weekend, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But uh, it's like I can't. I like I put the stuff up on the YouTube on a schedule because I can't be at my computer, and so it's really handy. Is like on like I I was this this old this many years old when I realized that I could do all the work on a Sunday, and then just schedule the stuff to release throughout the week. And I'm like, wait a second, this is easier. Of course, I'm going to do the easier <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah. um, whereas on the flip side, like Twitch, you really have this like it is grueling, you know, to yeah. to, to maintain that schedule, Just, especially for someone like me who does need to see, uh, you know, I do need to see eight viewers. You know, I do need oh, to see yeah, that yeah, number yeah. go up sometimes. Like I, I, yeah. I, I can stream to nobody with the best of them, but like I have that like chip on my shoulder insecurity that must be appeased that tiny voice inside that that craves validation and mm-hmm. so like i i like i i ha- like i have to get that positive response or i start to kind of like wane in my efforts yeah um so to, to kind of bring it back um you're talking about that sense of like uh you're on a couch with your buddy passing a controller kind of thing yeah yeah well, the way i grew i grew up in Jamaica with a super um, paranoid mother who I had no friends growing up. I was the the typical isolated child. So for me, like sitting by myself, doing a thing, talking to myself, there is no, that animosity isn't there. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, oh, this is like when I was when I was five and six and seven and eight. <laughs> that's, oh, that's fine. <laughs> there's, there's like at once like a, a beautiful serenity to that, but also yeah. a sadness. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, like, oh, dude, like I'll be your friend. <laughs> I, got super, I got super deep as a child. Yeah, yeah. Very early on. Uh, yeah. See, yeah, yeah. I see. It's, it's interesting like, how like technology we can find those ways that. 
I mean, I do think that, that the internet is, is the realm of the introvert. Um, mm-hmm, it's, you know, it's, it's uh, connection on my terms. Like yeah. I put in the effort I want to put in. I think it's yeah. very, very much a, uh, a, a introvert thing, but being an introvert, I've, I've talked about this before is like, I have like a hundred dollars of social currency in my wallet a week and I have to like spend it sparingly and yeah. Twitch when I do, you'll see when I, when I hit October, um, I will run out of currency very mm. fast. And like it, it's hard to keep up that schedule for me. For I guess there are, there are folks out there who are probably like, Oh, this is easy. I can do this every day. But, but I feel like for, for some folks, it's like, I mean, it's it's it, it takes a lot of effort to be. Yeah. I call it being on. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I and feel like your day job apply plays into that a lot. I feel like I'm working on the phone mostly or on the computer, so I'm not really engaging with people. Mm. Um, so getting that little bit of engagement doesn't drain. You know, uh, my friends, you call it bills. My friends call it spoons. You only have so many spoons to dole out. Interesting. And I don't know why it's spoons. Why it's spoons? Yeah. 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 That's never that's never occurred to me to ask that question. But yeah. <laughs> so for me, I'm when I start Twitch streaming, I've only given out maybe ten dollars of my hundred. Mm. So obviously that's... that. What's that? No, no. I, th- I think it's a perfect way to kind of bring it back to my weird metaphor there. So, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> uh, little toy soldier or little soldier TV. How's it going, my friends? Unbelievable! Salute. Unbelievable! Thank you so much for that follow there. Look at that the radio voice. Is it? <laughs> yeah, I, I need to get there. So, I actually have a quick question for you, if you don't mind me asking. I love when people ask me questions on my own stream. This is great. Go on. So, with your audio recording, do you have your own voice in your head? No. Like playing back to you? No. Okay. I, I know do some that. people who have done that where they have their voice mirroring so that they can hear what they sound like. Mm-mm. And no. <laughs> no, I, I check it. Like, I do like a sort of like a diagnostics check uh, weekly mm. um, where I'll, you know, I'll do a, you know, on my, I use a Streamlabs OBS. You've got the record yeah. button as opposed to the go live button. I'll record like a 10-minute audio clip and they'll okay. listen back to me to, ch- to check it. Uh, every now and then, I've got a couple of of, of, uh, of like of like people in chat gang who will like send me DMs if my mm-hmm. audio was off on the last episode and then I'll, I'll like adjust it. Uh, actually, uh, the joke is that I like, so on the podcast apps, I don't know if you've, you've been privy to this, this chat gang inside joke yet, but my stream is huge in France. I have oh. like a... Uh, I think like America is like thirty percent, and France, as of the last metrics I checked, is thirty-seven percent of my of my audience on Spotify, iTunes. No, no, Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, uh, Podbean, all that, all that that stuff. I use Anchor as like the main thing, and then that distributes it to everything. Um, So, uh, Anchor's analytics tell me it's thirty-seven percent of people are French, and uh, one of one I know of one particular uh, pseudonym or pseudonym. he doesn't listen to my show though because it's too long. <laughs> but he'll listen to like five minutes, and every now and then I get a DM from him telling my audio was off again. And I'm just like, dude, 
<laughs> you don't listen to my show. Like, are you the thirty-seven percent because you just like chain like listen to like <laughs> like just like three episode five minute yeah. clips and like <laughs> and then like yell at me on in TMs that my shows are too long and the audio sucked. Like, oh, he's yeah. awesome. He's awesome, and uh, it has been a great bit of respite watching uh, pseudonym. Uh, it's pseudonym because he's French, so the E makes you pronounce the M, right? Uh, watching pseudonym tee off on people on Twitter has been like a just. Delicious, wonderful. Is it pseudonym? Have I been saying that wrong my entire life? I think it's Hold pseudonym. It, it okay. was like I mean, it's I, it, I mean, word pseudonym, right? Well, it's pseudo, it's pseudo, uh, it's pseudonym is how he spells it, with the e okay. on the end. But in French, yes. remember, like uh, with French, uh, you don't usually pronounce the last half of words. Uh, you mm. usually let them trail off. Of course, I've of the zero I've done in French, I know exactly what. You're <laughs> Um, yeah, so, I mean, I've, as I'm explaining it to you, I'm explaining it to, to folks who don't know, also speak French. Um, but when you when you drop an E on the end of a consonant, it usually means now you have to pronounce that consonant. So I believe it would be pseudonym if we're using okay. his weirdo French. Uh, hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. gotcha. And, of course, he's rocking the the uh, the the I from uh, a Tool as his avatar right now. So, like, I've... Mm. Yeah. Um, but uh, so shout outs to pseudonym aside, uh, he <laughs> I just he just jumped immediately to the top of my head of people who DM me when my audio sucks. Gotcha. <laughs> like, oh. So right now I'm really mindful that uh, I'm staying out of the red because that would mean my gains too high and just talking yeah. like, uh, wh why are we telling everyone how the sausage is made of Twitch? I, I'm sorry, I, I had <laughs> I had to ask though because no, as it's... someone in chat mentioned that yeah that's weaponized against people. And I've, I used someone's audio, or there was some playback issue where I was hearing my own voice and I couldn't talk. I legitimately just couldn't talk at all, and it was weird. Hmm. I don't know, hearing hearing my own voice speaking, like slightly out of sync, just made my brain shut off, and I couldn't. Yeah, it yeah, weird. it's like a feedback loop. The same thing happens yeah. to me. Like I short circuit when I'm. It's like um. I hate the sound of my voice. I'll watch. So people they'll have the the clamshells like i've got on right now and then they'll have the uh, earbud in too and yeah. so like they have like one earbud which i think is pumping their own audio back to them it'll be plugged yeah. into like plugged into like their mic and then they'll have their yeah, game yeah, yeah. game sound coming i'm just like i can't please don't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never say all the sausages made back backslash you know accent yeah <laughs> <laughs> If I can hear myself, it's, it's weird. Like, but the other part is like, if you're not gonna, you you do need to become aware of your voice. Yeah. This is, yeah. I mean, but that just goes with any like speech training, public speaking. Um, we talk about like the grab bag of courses I've had in college because the mm -hmm. the uh, my minor program sucked so hard that they just throw in a bunch of stuff, uh, <laughs> like a public speaking course. Um, mm. The part of the reason I am actually comfortable talking to the audience is one, GMing, and two, that public speaking speaking course, like. You know, compared that with, like, the Gamers Guild Club I was in and, and Otaku Anonymous was the other one I was in. And, like, I came out, I was able to come out my shell at, and I'm very cognizant of, of how my voice sounds when I when I mm. speak on the podcast. Versus when it's really late at night, if, I've, uh, if I'm just streaming just to just to turn on the stream and I'm not really, like, quote-unquote on, like I was with yeah. Hollow Knight a couple nights ago, I just, I just turned on, I just turned on my stream. I'm like, I'm playing anyway, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll turn it on. And I... Yeah. I wasn't like on. I just had the stream on. I was yeah. very. My voice wasn't 
I didn't modulate. I wasn't really uh, interesting to listen to. I was just uh, playing the game. Uh, play the yeah. yeah. I hate. <laughs> a fantastic radio voice, and you mentioned that earlier. How you turned it on with the follower thing. Yeah, yeah, you um, can hear it. Um, and yeah, I I have no clue how to do that. I'm aware that it's a thing that you can do, and I've tried doing it, but I don't know if I'm successful at all. I also hate the sound of my voice. Well, I hate it. Everyone, rage. everyone does. You you actually have a fine voice. You've got a decent timbre. Um, like which what you do though, the way you get good at radio voice is you listen to radio or voices that you appreciate. If you if we're talking mm-hmm. Twitch streaming, H.J. Uh, Tenchi. Go listen to H.J. Tenchi. He has this, like, cadence that, mm-hmm. uh, first off, he plays, like, a lot of, like, really great, like, usually, often indie games. Like, he had a Yakuza binge a couple years ago that just, like, was amazing. Um, but he, he does the, he, he's got a really good, he's kind of in your, sort of your, your octave range. And you can listen to how okay. he sort of, like, gets into that, like, uh, modulation and, like, knowing, yeah. voice control. Essentially, I think he'd be a good one to listen to if you're if you want to do that. And the other way is really just if you, have you ever seen Better Off Dead, uh, the old Cusack flick? Uh, oh my god! N- not off the top. I probably have. It's but, uh, but... it's it's uh, it's an '80s movie, so like you know, there's there's some elements okay. in there that are '80s. Um, but uh, it's it's like it's one I'm of not... my favorite Cusack films. If you, especially if you have like, it's got this really sort of dark sense of humor about mm-hmm. it, where like he essentially like he gets broken up with and he like becomes suicidal and stuff, but like it's played okay. off as a comedy, <laughs> okay. and, and so it's like got this like really dark. weird total. It's it's kind of amazing in that respect, uh, but like yeah, the humor is in the tone. Yeah, the, like the tone the is tone weird. That's presenting. Yeah, the the sort of contrast between like the tone they're presenting and like what's going on in the film, and you're like, yeah. uh, at some point he trips out. There's like he there's a claymation scene in it. It's just like it's a kind of a mess of a movie, but it's a beautiful it's a beautiful mess. Um, I felt that I felt a similar thing, not in the comedy sense, but more in the horror sense. With uh, I'm thinking of ending this. I think is what it's called. I it's saw I saw I would. I saw it on Netflix. I was thinking of watching yeah. it. The, the Eternal... I recommend it. It's very. I liked it a lot. Great, um, it... especially if you're into that like headier yes. stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, the previous uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind was yeah. same yeah. same writer director. Um, I loved Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, and yeah, so I, I, I think you'll like this one then. All right, as well. it's not as like it's different. Like it's not Eternal Sunshine gave me the warm like. Something about that movie just feels homey, whereas it's, the whole point of that of the other one is the opposite of that. Yeah, there's. I mean, you could tell from the like, it, this is someone losing their mind, as mm-hmm. opposed to the Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is like a deconstruction of a rom com, which yeah. is is what yeah. makes it sort of brilliant because you you have a lot of the the same notes of a rom com, but oh, they're yeah. but they're the same beat. but they're out of yeah they're out of sequence. Yeah. Uh, which is what makes that movie so so kind of brilliant, and so uh, clearly this this uh, this writer just loves that that shtick. Yeah. Um. But with the Cusack thing, uh, there's two brothers that always try to drag race him, and they're they're okay. they're immigrants, and one of them doesn't speak any English, and the other one only speaks English, but like Howard Cassell. Drag race vehicles, right? It, like, it's car. It's just their cars where they line yeah. ever they line up against the thing, and he puts he pulls well, there's on two kinds of drag racing. There's oh yeah 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 touche yeah um yeah. both are fantastic though. 
Um, I wasn't sure. You said 80s, so I had to assume, but... Right, right. Back, no. Yeah, so there's uh, the one brother's got, like, the loudspeaker on top of the car, and okay. uh, and he talks into the, like, the two titans locked in battle again. And, like, it's... it's okay. another. So it's he talks like because he 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 only he he learned how to speak English by listening to Howard Cosell, uh, okay. who has this very sort of famous like yeah. and they're off like this yeah. really old school the, the racetrack sound yeah yeah so so really uh, what I'm saying here is like when you when you're trying to develop a radio voice the first thing you do is you become just become aware of, of what voices sound like and start listening to them and then from mm -hmm. there you can refine your refine your sort of technique mm -hmm. or style uh, okay. little soldier thank you so much for the tier one sub. Uh, I enjoyed it and beer. I I really enjoyed Hollow Knight too. So thank you, mm -hmm. thank you for those of you who watched the Hollow Knight stream the other day. Yeah, um, I've watched I watched some of it and watched a little bit of the VOD. That's one of those games. Another friend of mine is also streaming a game that I want to play, so I'm tentative to watch more than just like <laughs> just to check in, be like, oh hey, okay, bye. I'll leave it up, but minimized because yeah, yeah. I love playing. I only like to play a game. I love playing games raw. Like I don't like having any preconceived idea going into them. As much, That's but... becoming a becoming a challenge these days. With speaking of yeah. Twitch and stuff, right? Like, yeah, um, absolutely. It's it's like Until Dawn was one of those games that I like absolutely wanted to play, but I wasn't sure if it was going to be great or terrible. It was like this could yeah. be one of two ways. So I watched a couple of streams, but I would only ever watch the beginning of it. And so, mm -hmm. like, if I would click on it, you know, I'd be trying to look into, you know, like, you know, blind playthrough part one and just looking at titles trying to find the people who just started the game. Yeah. Um, because you want to see, like, okay, I'm going to make an informed purchase. My uh, entertainment dollar is yeah. precious. Um, yeah. If I buy a bad game, I have voted for more of the bad game in the future. I would rather, you know, yeah. so all those little things come in. And so Twitch is a handy tool for that. Um, yeah, absolutely. I'm did... glad that that seems to have catered out to get a little further off in the tangent weeds but the oh twitching we need to crack down on that because every viewer that's watching our game for free is would be buying the game so we need to shut down streaming i'm glad that that has like completely died for the most part yeah it's it, still a little weird but well, nintendo's always been weird well nintendo cracks down on on youtubers too and Oh, they still um, are doing that. Yeah, a little bit here and there. Um, I was just listening. Uh, the, the the TOS. Oh, uh, what is it? the the cease and desist? The D not DCI, DID takedown. Take what, down the what, the takedown oh notice God. you get. It, it yeah. It costs nothing to send them out if you're the person making the copyright infringement like thing. Yeah. Uh, t takes nothing, and we saw this happen. DCA. I don't remember. I, I yeah, thankfully yeah, I, I haven't gotten a ha haven't gotten one yet. So yeah. Um, but right now we're kind of struggling with like music in the TOS, right? Yeah. Because the yeah. the entire music industry suddenly decided to crack just suddenly. They're yeah. like, and I, I I think it's twofold because before Twitch wasn't viewed as big business. It it was oh, just yeah. that's that thing the nerds do over there in the corner. Even though it was big business, but we didn't have like the huge the huge like cash register noise going off in the back of like giant yeah. uh rich corporations that are outside of the gaming sphere uh yeah. like if, get mad yet yeah if i had to guess what it was i would say it's probably with all the stuff that's happened them wanting to take all their sporting events 
on Twitch. Mm-hmm. So they're looking at those sort of things. I I think it's a number that would be of... my guess why they're why they jumped on it though so, so suddenly is someone decided to try and make a move. I, I if think I was just guessing. Yeah, I think it's a number of things. Like we're we're seeing I, I think part of it was was uh, having to reassess how we digitally consume products with like the mm-hmm. the shutdown. So like yeah. the notion of live of like having these stream event movies like Milan, right? Um, oh yeah. You, you know, like I think part of it is is believe it or not, Ninja. When someone hears that he made thirty five million dollars to not to like just jettisoning mm-hmm. from a streaming program, they're like, wait, that's big money, and this person, wait, who the hell is this guy? And then you're like, oh, yeah. he's famous for playing video games on the internet, and people watch this. Like I yeah. think it took a while for like the older the older sort of producers, publishers, ad folks to real really truly hone in on that. Yeah. Um I think it's yeah. the, the I think it's part of the military the military sort of uh lawsuit that went through with like recruitment on they had a uh, recruitment uh, recruitment ads and then you had the the twofold we're getting way deep in the weeds here. Yeah. Uh, this is what happens. <laughs> um you had the you had the uh essentially a first amendment case fought uh, oh. And resolved very very quickly for 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 the legal system where um, the they were doing like a U.S. Army type stream and like banning people uh, who were talking and criticizing were the military criticizing wars and stuff. Right? Yep, yep. And they're like, nope, can't do that. Um, like, if the government is going to use this as a platform, like free speech, right? I that's do you can this. ban I like, yeah. I didn't realize that was resolved already. They had to like full on. Um, they had to full on walk it back. Um, so the U.S. Army did another stream, and like th- this became a huge meme of yeah. of like the guy just sitting there for one hour, just like deadpan, staring at the camera, reading chat. It was actually kind of kind of awesome. <laughs> uh, like just kind of like taking it and interacting. Like so many memes. Huh. I'll need to try and track down that VOD or something because that sounds it's it's cr- sounds it's it's, it's such a. The only way to describe it, and I know it, it, the only term I can think to describe it is uncanny valley. Yeah. Not not in the sense that like you're looking at a mannequin that looks too real, but in a sense that like it feels like there's cracks in the matrix moment. It's like yeah. a moment where I feel like yeah. there's cracks in the matrix, where I'm yeah, sitting here yeah. and I'm just like, it's it's this like can't be real. This, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like it's 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 like too that. real, too real. Like not real. Like you know, like where there's just I could feel the discordance. As yeah. I'm like sitting, I'm like, what is even going on in the world? What? It is immediate Dadaism, surrealist yeah. art playing out in real life. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. And you're like, I'm a part of this. Is this a, like, is this a work? Am I like, yeah, it, it, it's craziness, craziness. That's, that's one of those, that's a tangent that I could get into the whole you, games as art. And then people like, what is Twitch plays Pokemon? How do you classify that whole entire zeitgeist that occurred all around like praise beta omni Otl, or whatever this whatever the noctilus pokemon is like that whole thing is just a weird case study of art and games and how they relate to how the viewer relates to art and that whole thing but that's I blame I blame Metallica for the music, says Kai Leonis. I actually like uh it's really mostly just uh just freaking Lars Ulrich. The rest of Metallica is like Ugh. um huh. But no, there like there's some uh I remember when Ninja helped host the Times uh, Square News uh New Year's oh, Ball drop God. and then drop yeah. off the face of the earth. That was 
Well, that, that's that the thing was... is like you, Twitch as a career is just insanity to, to it, when you when yeah. you begin to think that like someone like Ninja exists for being kind of good at video games, but being kind of good at the right video game at the right time with yeah. like just enough pretty pretty boy going on so that like the fan yeah. base could grow. Yeah. It's like also you want to talk about worlds collide that narrative that whole stream of the the new year's thing is a perfect example like, I mean, there's all the people like you sit, imagine i just imagine being like like if i actually like had like my family around me that the, the family as i recall them when i was growing still growing up with them if my mm. grandma for instance was sitting there watching the the ball drop or whatever and like I had to explain to her Twitch and Ninja and why it's relevant, <laughs> like it's like it's weird because the 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 times they are a change in right the the yeah. famous Bob Dylan uh, quote yep. there, um, and and it feels like the the art and the entertainment this sort of like rubber banding that's going on right now is I think it's kind of fascinating. I, th I think that I, I just yeah. I find it wonderful. Yeah, get a link. say how it's uh, how everything's changing, but at the same time, like it really isn't. Like this is still you talk when you break down Twitch, it's not a whole lot different than sports, mm -hmm. like spectator sports. Right. Like it is, but it isn't. You know, and it's not a lot different than television either. Yeah. Like you still have people just sitting down watching other people do more interesting things that. If you ask them, they probably said they would rather be doing, mm -hmm. you know, if you right. ask someone, would you rather watch a game or play a game? Most people are going to say, I'd rather play a game, of course, but in, in their heart, they wouldn't like a lot of times you'd rather just sit down and relax and watch a game with friends. Right. And that's all that Twitch is. Right. Yeah. Even especially sports ball, like really the vast majority of people are playing the NFL at that level. You, you know, like yeah. the vast majority of people aren't going to play football or basketball, yeah. baseball, whatever at that, the level of the pros they're perfectly even, go ahead. Yeah. Even at that, even at all, like a lot of people, they don't even play. They haven't played in years, you know, tens of years, right. you know, right. Like they just want to watch it. They'd yeah. rather be consuming it, you know? Yeah. Cause it's more fun. <laughs> Soren, this is very fourth wall breaking. Streaming discussion on streamers on a stream. LOL. Yeah, we, it, we just inceptioned. Uh, we just inceptioned yep. it all. We need wow. to go deeper. Yeah, we can go we need layer to go deeper. deeper. Yeah, Let's so, talk about Twitch APIs. Uh, or or we can talk about Sylvaneth. Yes. Yes, we can. Perfect. Perfect. We first uh, first hour of the show out of the way. Enjoy that meta discussion on on streaming. Yeah. Uh, so a perfect pivot. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, he teased the the going weirder. Like, it. I have to wonder how many people would listen to my show if it was just more of that craziness. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, that's fair. That's uh, fair. Uh, but so, so yeah, Sylvaneth, you've been on. Uh, we've kind of established uh, at the, yeah. the sort of jump of the show that you've you've been on yeah. the Sylvaneth train for a while. Uh, so I was going to go in on the Islands of Blood thing because with fantasy, there's always been Sylvaneth and Skaven. Those have always been the two armies that I've loved, and you know. I was so close to getting the Island of Blood set back when end time started. And then, yeah, decided against it. Super happy. So then I got to buy Islands of Blood super cheap when everyone jettisoned everything when the end times blew up. 
Amazing, amazing. Yeah. How, how many points of Sylvaneth do you own, out of curiosity? All of them? All of the points? <laughs> okay. Uh, I have 80 Dryads, 30 Painted. Um, I have... I'd say at least, at least five k. Perfect. At the very least. That's that's probably, what I was... <laughs> probably around seven k. If I'm being honest, but I'm not this... being honest. I have five k. <laughs> I have a problem. <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The follow up question would have been how much of that is painted percentage wise. <laughs> yeah, I I have two k painted. I will say that. That is mission accomplished. But model percentage-wise, nowhere near because I have so many uh, spite revenants mm-hmm. that are just sitting in a box. Yeah, still in box, just waiting. Well, I saw your your Kernoth. I still remember like kind of <laughs> doing some color testing on the Kernoth and trying to get that bow right and like get a little glow yeah. effect on the on the the what bug friends or whatever. So, <laughs> um, I, I like. I still remember that. It feels like it was kind of yesterday, despite the COVID time uh, time mm-hmm. vortex. No, it does feel like that for me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so, so you, you you've done some good work, and and you've you've kind of recommitted to to the hobby. It's kind of helped you rediscover your art. You're branching out into like digital. Uh, you know, got a, a sketchboard and stuff, which I think is awesome. Yeah. Doing more character art, um, but like. It's. It, I feel like it's easy to like stay in love with Sylvaneth when you're committed to the hobby and the models side of things because they they do. I, I mean, they're they're one of those armies that really resonates as an artistic army. I think. Yeah, yeah. It also engage for me at least. It engages on so many levels. Like there's, they are great to paint. They have nice flat surfaces. The text, like they they take shades really really well. Um, but then I also love kit bashing and building minis as well. And those kits are, you can swap all the pieces out. Mm-hmm. Like you can, I spent hours just, oh, this hand can go on this section. This part matches with this part. Um, I love building the Tree Lord kit <laughs> because <laughs> if you can swap things around when a friend of mine got into Sylvaneth, I was like, do you want, do you hate building? Please tell me you hate building because I will build your kits. <laughs> um, and just it 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 itches that Gundam itch that I've always had that putting a puzzle together. Yeah. Uh, See, I, I I I don't like the I, I actually like building a lot more than I like painting uh, myself. Mm. I there's um it's that hands on thing. Yeah. For me, it's the like I I've created a thing that didn't exist before. It's the, the little yeah. bit of the puzzle solving. Um, it's even got that sort of like therapeutic whittling thing when you're shaving and when you're shaving oh, yeah. down mold uh, lines, yeah. mold lines and flash like. So, and uh, Chris Nihilus here says, hello, uh, Sajil. Hey, Chris, how's it going? Hey, Chris. Uh, welcome, welcome to the stream. Welcome to Chat Gang. Um, so, a regular of mine. Right on, right on. Yeah, so it's it, it, the, um, where was I going? Um, heading off to play new Borderlands 3 DLC with the wife, but I saw your tree lord on AOS Coach's Discord a couple of hours ago, and I heart it. And you're using Perfect. the, yeah, you're using the best color heart, which is purple. Uh, yeah. so, so little soldier uh dropping that comment there uh enjoy your enjoy borderlands 3 with the wife uh nihilus says i'm the opposite i i i think hate building is what what they intended <laughs> to say that's one of the reasons i love uh, vintage mini they are a single piece already built right on right on um yeah the old pewters and stuff yeah. um which i i, I can't stand pewter 
<laughs> you can't hack it to bits and melt it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can, but <laughs> easily, easily. <laughs> You're right. Right. I, I, I've, I've wrecked hobby saws because, uh, you know, I, I, playing um, 40k Blood Angels, all the freaking metal uh, Vanguard veterans and stuff, like having to like yeah. saw them up and pin them. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. For me, ah. it was the Bloodthirster, the old metal Bloodthirster. <clears throat> that piece of evil awfulness a number of times that broke pinned or not it didn't matter it would shatter um but yeah now the the sylvaneth kits are just so great i love them so, so the, all the new stuff from gw has been just they've been knocking it out of the park yeah I, I i was watching one of the the vince episode kind of i don't know if it was the fixing sylvaneth episode or not but uh he, he no it was the uh the, the five-year retrospective episode he talked about like when sylvaneth kind of came out in the timeline and um, the Sylvaneth battle, like that 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 first battle tome, was where like we saw art of you know we saw like faction artifacts and like yeah, allegiance abilities yeah. and, and stuff like that. And, and I I was yeah, just kind of like, oh go ahead. I think they were the first one with magic as well. Yeah, like... yeah, yeah. Like I I kind of parachuted into Age of Sigmar in 2017. Uh, GHB 2017 mm -hmm. is when I I kind of picked it up. So I missed that like. When I got there, it was already kind of a reality that like you get you get some of that stuff, and um, and so an interesting thing happened when they got their re-released battle tome, and this is kind of where I was going with that is like if you focus on the art side of 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 Sylvaneth, I think you stay thoroughly engaged and and um, oh yeah, um, how do you stay engaged with? You know, it's maybe some 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 of the dissonance you might feel for the like the rules side of thing because I think they are sort of Sylvaneth are sort of the poster child right now for the bad army, right? Yeah, the 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 sound effect, wah, wah. yeah, 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 sad yeah. like the sad the sad trombone. <laughs> um, <laughs> I couldn't remember what instrument it was. So thanks there. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> yeah, they so. The way I've been staying engaged with them, one, Anvil of Apotheosis has... I love that thing. Like, I love creating the characters. And for me, really, it's been the narrative side. Not so much... Like, I used to really enjoy the competitive side, especially back in, in 40k. And then into Age of Sigmar, I didn't have a painted army for the first long bit, which kind of... Uh, walled me off for a while or and there's there's a weird dissonance there or disconnect um where a competitive game you want to be playing different things to to attack the meta mm -hmm. you need to be flexible if you're going to stay competitive right right the hobby doesn't really allow for that you know not like in a video game where okay cool i want if I want to counterpick a certain thing or a certain strategy, I don't need to spend three months building and painting it right? <laughs> you know, before I can do that. Because right. in those three months, the meta will change. Um, but with Sylvaneth, yeah, for me, it's really been the narrative side of the game. <laughs> because you don't really get that hyper-competitive thing because the game kind of devolves more into a giant Rube Goldberg machine that you and your opponent air quotes have agreed to. Mm -hmm. So it's more about setting up this Jenga board of characters and units and stuff and watching it all crash in an interesting <laughs> way. And, you know, you're completely justified in 
well, no, last battle, this Revenant leader fought your Ungor. So even though it doesn't serve me to win right now, he has a damn vendetta against that bastard. So he's going after him and he's going to lop his head off. And your Ungor is going to try his best to run away because he's a scared little Ungor and will not fight. <laughs> and that's the way I've been engaging more with the game side of it. Um, see, that's that's a really... See, I, I wonder if there's sort of like a half-life of like... Or if there's, there's some sort of like a continuum of like competitive to narrative. Where if you have... And, and Nihilus here... Or, um, sorry, Kai Leona says, not without a massive hobby front-end effort, right? That that sort of being able to stay competitive and stay with it. Um, yeah. It's, it's, I feel like if you're, like, sort of a loyalist to an army, it is, there's almost like a, a continuum or an inevitability that you end up on, on a more narrative-invested side yeah. for connecting to the game. Again, okay, the hobby, the yeah. hobby is kind of the hobby. I, th I think... It's it's easy to like continue to love your arm, army if you really just are a hobbyist and you're you're interested in the models oh, yeah. and you know yeah. it's it's the game putting this on the table table like why would I put this on the table still if I know I'm just going to get my butt whooped or you know whatever like I, I think that there's it's it's kind of what you mentioned that that sort of narrative carrot being like okay like I'm not gonna and I don't want to call it meta chasing I don't like that like the upkeep of competitive where okay, you yeah. know you have to be rotating your models through your army on that sort of three month cycle you gotta you gotta be a little bit good at the prediction aspect which is its own skill yeah. set of thinking where the meta is gonna go buying the right stuff so that you can have it built for the right time for the tournament yeah. you know getting in your reps along the way on empty bases for a little bit um, or or having a a huge cache of existing armies that you can uh, you know, only yeah. have to build one unit for this, or you know, a couple units for this, and rotate it through. Like, if you have all of the Zinch models in triplicate, right? Yeah, you're good. You can see that yeah. like that pendulum swing from mortal to daemons to mortals to daemons, right? And then you can yeah. you can modulate where you need to go and and be competitive. Like right now, flamers are good. If you already have your skyfires left over from a little bit ago, or your enlightened or your Karak acolytes. Like maybe one day those that stuff gets good and then you just pull it off the shelf and you start playing with it again. So there is that side of it, yeah. where like you can kind of if you if you with a big enough like log of stuff, but every yeah. now and then you the just pool. yeah yeah yeah. So like the resource pool, right? That that upkeep that to maintain that. But like if you're you are just kind of the army purist, if if your army is not like a wide battle tome, like all of the chaos factions are super wide. You know, like they they have. Tons of tons of kits, tons of models, tons of units. Um, they they tend to be on that like that pendulum that swings back and forth between demons and yeah, mortals. Absolutely. Um, but with see, Sylvaneth feels like a little bit. I know Slanesh right now. We're like, ugh, Slanesh, right? Like you know, they're they're right down there with 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 Sylvaneth, but they, you know, they had that day in the sun. Maybe the big speculation is we're going to see mortal Slanesh, and then yeah. And then Slanesh will pick right back up, but but Sylvaneth, you're just kind of sitting here, like yeah, I'm, I'm in a. From that perspective, I'm kind of. I'm partly hopeless because I don't think we're going to get another huge Sylvaneth release, you know, <laughs> I don't think that's coming anytime soon. I wish it was. There's a lot of great potential there. Like the potential is there. Um, but I do think we're going to get Karnathi at some point. And that kind of 
scratches that Sylvaneth itch. They're close to it for me that I would I would abandon my 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 one true to, <laughs> you know to explore that. Oh, okay. So for like the layman like me, what is the there are Kurnoth hunters and mm-hmm. in Sylvaneth. What are Kurnothi? How are they different from Sylvaneth? Okay. Um, so the Kurnoth so Kurnoth hunters are children of Alariel that devote themselves to the god Kurnoth, which is the god of hunting and the patron of Gur, of order, pretty much, um, who got nurked by murked by Nurgle. There we go. Um, the Kurnothi are his children, like his dedicated children. They are effectively order beastmen. Uh, oh, so that's have, pretty metal. Yeah, so they got um, they got a release for uh, Underworld. Yeah, the the beast grave or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Um, so there's a centaur leader, and then a bunch of effectively fawns and a little cat companion thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so. To kind of go on the model stuff, they're really interesting because the Karnoth, or some of the, basically any of the Sylvaneth that resurrect, um, that have effectively our avatars, they have their martial memory kind of thing, and the next generation gets reborn. They have this thing called a Lamentiri in their stomach, which is a jewel that holds all their soul stuff. Yeah, Yeah, soul stuff and soul memories. The Karnathi also have that. Exactly the same as the Sylvaneth. No other things in the range have that. So, eh? Eh? GW winking and nodding to... Please? Please (laughs) just give me this? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so what would a full, like, range of Karnathi be like because we saw the the beast gray boxes centaurs fawns like any any notion there any would you like to speculate some speculation here oh i would love to speculate i can speculate and i can wish list i uh, yeah go so, go for which, it go for it yeah go for um, it both so ideally what i'd want is i'd want them because aos they take the standard trope and they kind of go at a right angle when like yeah. crank it to 11 this this, yeah. amp, this amp goes to 11 <laughs> So you have, what they've shown is you have the typical uh, fantasy trope, you know. Oh, it's a centaur. It's a fawn. It plays a little flute. Oh, how cute and quaint and half man, half beast kind of thing. Right. What I hope they do is I hope that we get um, elven werewolves. If I were a G- if I were a painter, a uh, model designer, mini designer, that's where I would take that. So elves that are look normal, like half half and half things and then you have giant beastly abomination horde things that are just the pure raw primal rage of the elves like that side of wood elves just taken to the nth degree well that sounds pretty metal to me (laughs) yeah So. so yeah imagine a bunch of half half animal half beast creatures and then gigantic bloodborne esque creatures backing them up that's right what I would want to see. Right on. No, I love that. Yeah. That I think that's a really great take. Um, I feel like there would need to be something else there, but I can't. I haven't been able to scratch that in my mind yet. But mm-hmm. I feel like that's a good base. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, if that's your if you're if that's your a starting point, like where they end up could be, you know, 
completely fantastical and amazing. Um, and then Kurnoth is a multi-armed Azeroth-style cleric beast. So gigantic cleric beast with like a human inside of it or an elven ghostly form in its side with multiple arms. Did you just make like... a tr did you just make a tree Gundam? <laughs> we already have tree Gundams, but this would be a beast Gundam. So different. Different. How Drycha is a tree Gundam, because that's what Drycha is. Drycha is a tree Gundam. Right. Look at like it. In the, in the tree mech, like piloting yeah, it. She is. Um, Kurnoth would be a, a puppy Gundam. <laughs> I hate the way I said Yeah, but that's what. I can see it. It rhymes. It, it yeah. matches, you know. Sylvaneth yeah. and Kurnoth are, you know, lovers or whatever. They have that thing from the old world where Kronos. Kronos? Kurnoth. The Orion would die and then get resurrected by. Al not Alarial. Her name. Also starts with an A, also has L's. Ariel. Mm. Ariel, the goddess of life in fantasy. Yeah. Mm. So it works. Right. right. And they love rhyming things back to the old world. So. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's fun to have little nods back to it whilst forging a new narrative. So Kurnoth is currently dead in, in, in Age of Sigmar. So, yes. It's, it's strange because the first book, he wasn't dead. He was missing. Now in the most recent book, he has been declared slain by I think um, the guy on the on Gut the rot snail. No, 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 the one on the snail. I think uh, Horticulus Slimex. Yeah, I think one of his forces killed off Kerno, mm -hmm. um, and like, which it was an off-screen death in the book, so it no body, no death. Yep. Yeah. They just returned with his spear to Ilariel, being like, this is all we have of our god. And they're all angry about it. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's, I feel like my hope is through the Kurnothi. And maybe an eventual joint force where they reunite Wood Elves and, you know, Wood Elves and Treekin to like, I could see them doing that. Yeah, yeah. Same thing well, like, like a Big Wall style or Great Wall style. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think they've laid the foundation to do that. With, I go ahead. With um Deepkin. Mm -hmm. Um Deepkin and the Cow Elves. Like you could have because the Deepkin kind of are like the old um there was the Sea Guard, Lothran Sea Guard, mm -hmm. and that whole sub faction. So I feel like we might be moving towards some sort of reunification of forces or un potentially un unseen alliances where we get books that are combined versions of other books that we I, can I, I think that they're doing kind of like you see you have like the big bang theory and there's also what's called the big crunch the mm -hmm. notion that like uh, the universe like you know expands and then contracts and it blows up again um, yeah I think that they the, yeah you, uh, you did physics um yep. I, I think that like battle tomes oftentimes work a little bit like the big crunch like that that like they they split them all up into like tiny sort of micro factions and then yeah they, and then they soup them back together and like I think that that's yeah. just kind of like that's the engine of of how they do armies as the game goes on um, yeah you know 40k is kind of infamous for doing that right um, especially yeah, yeah, with, yeah. with space marines and stuff uh, I think we were we see hints of that with like the way that 
they did with like Maw Tribes and and uh, Cities of Sigmar and yeah. even 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 Stormcast to an extent with the way their chambers and then Sacrosanct kind of came out. And, yeah. Uh, so I think I think that's like a natural trend. It's a decent rubber banding. It gives you a good way of of playing with your existing models but injecting new rules and, and a new game. So like maybe AOS 3.0, we see those, we see another crunch again. And yeah, some I of hope us, so. yeah, yeah. I, I hope so. I also want all, I want all resin to get thrown into a well and just, <laughs> I want them to make plastic out of all of them. I thought they were going to do it a while ago and that they haven't gotten rid of all those garbage, garbage skulls. Oh, I, I see. I've just I thought that they would be selling down the resin, and as soon as all the resin sells out, then they they switch over to 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 plastic. And I don't cost some money to convert over your molds and stuff, but can't be that that unattainable or uh, like uh, unattainable. Are you uh, talking about taking the resin molds and just raw one for one converting them over to plastic? Pretty much, yeah. Whatever it is, I, I yeah, don't know. I think... I think the R&D on that is a little bit more tricky yeah. and just not worth the investment. Yeah, or just do a new sculpt for anything that ever existed in resin as you sell through the uh as you sell through yeah. it and then just like here's the new thing. Yeah. Uh, That's what I thought they were going to do <laughs> that they haven't yet irks me greatly. Mm -hmm. uh, uh got a question here from chat Chris Nihilus. So what do you think will Soulblight become a thing? Latest rumor engine seems to point at them. Oh, sweet uh, sweet summer child. Uh, I I is I am the progenitor of a meme. This has taken me my entire Age of Sigmar career. That every rumor engine is a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> um, so oh, that, one, that one's really caught on. Pretty I know, I know. As soon as uh, as soon as uh, as soon as I got Vince doing it, I'm like, got him. <laughs> you yeah. know, like I'm like, yeah. this is like this is it. I have affected the zeitgeist. Um, you know the uh, the it's Pikachu meme. Where like it's got the like it shows an outline of a Pokemon, and then it's got the guy yeah. eating eating cereal, the stick figure Pokemon? eating. Yeah, yeah. It's, who's that Pokemon? And it'll be shaped like, like not Pikachu. And yeah. then you've got the like the the stick figure eating cereal, and it, and it says it's Pikachu. And then the final panel is like whatever the weird shape was, it just becomes Pikachu. Um, I made that meme, except it was like, uh, it's like a you know. And it, like rumor engine, you know, it's just like every rumor engine I put in the box where it like shows the who's that Pokemon, and then yeah. uh, arrow to like me at the table, and it's like me, it's vampires, <laughs> and then like <laughs> so so I made that and I threw that out into the world, which is how you affect uh, change is is via memes on the internet, um, and uh, plus a a. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. It took a it took a portion of my cunning and a lot of my drive to continue to hold faith that that every weird boat or axe or like plant <laughs> <laughs> was a vampire in some way. Sometimes clearly 40k. So I'm like, oh yeah, clearly a vampire mech. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, but clearly a power fist. Oh yeah, it's a vampire. Yeah, clearly, yeah. clearly, yeah, vampires have power fists now. Yeah. Um, see. <laughs> In this head canon, everything can be a vampire because everybody can be embraced. Um, yep. So, uh, so uh, <laughs> it's so uh, to answer your question, uh, uh, Chris. Uh, of course, of course, Soul Blight are coming. Like, I, I, mean, I don't even. <laughs> at this point, they have to be. It's like, tr I yeah. don't. I don't know if you read a lot of the books or. Well, I do know. Yeah. <laughs> For the podcast, I don't know if you read a lot of books, yeah. but 
um, the the amount of Neferata lore yes. and just her complete absence from the table tells me that they've had something Brilliant. in mind for her character and her, her model range that they've been hyping yeah. for a long time and they've just been sitting on it. Well, well vampires, I mean, the way that R&D works is essentially like it's, it's multiple pipelines, right? And whoever gets done with the thing first and so on and so forth. But they, they've had to have the groundworks for a new vampire thing. Yeah, um, Ossiarch Bone Reapers are, I think, a really cool litmus test for like taking the old old undead and what does that look like in Age of Sigmar? Like, you know, we have old skeletons from the world that was. Well, what are the AOS turned to eleven skeletons? Ossiarch Bone Reapers, right? Like, I think that's 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 a fantastic thing. I'm like, it it feels only logical. We've got our our Dante's Inferno, like metal as hell, spooky ghosts. We've got our updated skeleton, like, automaton, blended 12-soul construct, bone construct dudes. Like, we're seeing, or, or actually gender, probably, uh, you know, gender non-conforming, because uh, it's 12 souls, like. Yeah. So there's, yeah, suck it, uh, suck it alt-writers, uh, OBR, <laughs> OBR are, uh, are progressive as fuck. Yep. Um, Super <laughs> omni non-binary. Yeah. Omni non-binary. <laughs> like, um, so, uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so, so the, um, <laughs> OBR are always down to bone. That's right. They're, they're they, uh, you know, they, the free spirits, you know, well, yep. you know, they, they know what they want. Uh, they got bones. You got OBR ready and waiting. Right. So, um. So yeah, we've we've seen it with with our, our spooky ghosts. We've we've seen it with yeah. with the, with uh with the bone daddies. Like the one that's kind of missing from the OG stuff, and we can talk about mummies later. But um, the one that's kind of missing from like I think the holy trinity of what like original original War, Warhammer Fantasy Battle Undead was is you know we've got our ghouls too. It's just vampires now, and so th- we've got to get our va- our vampire update. Um, I'd say some... we are missing like the rictus. Um, the necromantic zombie. yeah that thing they yeah. could do a lot with that like that could be a really popular army the right rotting flesh yeah 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 i mean that's that's like the the kind of last i think the last of it you know mm-hmm. like i'm playing i've been playing necromantic undead and blood bowl and it's like mm-hmm. really i mean for me and this this is a take i've, I've recycled it a bunch uh, i will continue to for me undead is it's if it should be in Castlevania, it should be in it, like that is undead. Like it's like yeah. like is it a monster in Castlevania? Like then I want to see that army in like in this game for the most part. Um, it, it's vampires are a pretty big pretty big part of that. Werewolves I think are are like a, a niche sort of missing. Uh, the way that they're tied into the Necromantic Blood Bowl team, I think you could tie you could tie werewolves in with uh, if you don't want to like do just werewolves an army because that could be I know Mark Wolf would be super happy but that could be really niche perhaps like you know you I've never really seen werewolves Kurnopi with werewolves there yeah throw, you've got some lunar cycle stuff in there yeah. throw werewolves in with Kurnopi uh you already mentioned a really cool like order beastmen yeah that that feels like a great place to put werewolves yeah. um but uh but like yeah I'd love to see uh I'd love to see like uh I'd love, I'd love to see what, what the Age of Sigmar vampires look like. They're the big hole that's missing for me. Yeah. Like that's... And then also, for me, it's also the humans. 
there isn't we that's the necromancer yeah no 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 but not in death in order like oh. just normal like what does an age of sigmar human look like because we yeah. haven't we've seen we've gotten one model from silver tower mm-hmm. of a sigmarite priest or whatever yeah yeah they they kind of did that a little bit with disciples of sigmar but then that kind of fell by the wayside right yeah those were all just fat flagellants though like, yeah yeah yeah, I, I, I mean, that's a great point. Soulblight has especially made me, like, conscious of, like, well, what's a regular human just doing in this world? Or regular, yeah. right? Um, but I want my necromantic undead as well. Um, and my, like, crazy-ass flesh-sculpting, like, yes. monstrosities. Like, I want... into the 11th. Yeah, I, I want to... I think you for, you fold that in with the, the necromant, with necromancers, and, like, you have this yeah. really awesome, like, like, bloodborne, like, you know, yeah. crazy over the top like you know you do like you could even do like uh you know like a blood ministry style like necromancy circle that's even mm-hmm. like that's sort of separate from ne- from nagash because some people want to see stuff that's separate from nagash in death and like i don't yeah, care I don't, I don't know how i feel about that i, I like, when when aos first started i really wanted diversity in death but as it's gone on and it's and as i've seen the light of nagash i've <laughs> I've been more on the th- on the side of just no, just it's Nagash. It's all Nagash. It's I th- Nagash or get out. I see. I think that's a really good counter. I think that is good diversity in and of itself because yeah. when you zoom out to like the Grand Alliances and how they all function with their own stuff, like order is this like sort of schismed chimera, like barely works type thing. Um, you know, destruction is just a series of hurricanes and tornadoes that happen to assault this. Like, I think there's a really cool, if you look across the different spectrum, that's sort yeah. of like how death is in its macabre, mocking way, supreme yeah. order. It's just yeah. at, at the cost of all free will and stuff. And I'm like, and I think that's a very poignant observation, like, uh, of reality is like, you yeah. know that that counterplay you know if i'm zooming out and getting taking age of sigmar way too like artistically um i think that's what makes nagash is undead so fascinating to me is that it's that sort of like commentary on the human condition of like you know we could have supreme order if we all sacrificed free will and you know but would you want that the answer is no right like you don't you know that's why nagash is the bad guy (laughs) yeah but also like as you've blown him out big larger and larger to the point where he's not even there are parts of him where he's okay this is a bad guy nagash but then there are also parts of him where it's just like nah just oh you're gonna die soon okay take your time good buddy you prayed to me it's fine just your soul's almost up so you know keep the machine going i don't actually care about anything that's going on well he's he's it's the cold like hades do his job sort of thing you know like yeah 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 i love that take on him yeah, like it's. It, I mean, that's what makes Night Hunt so freaking awesome. Is like he's done his job as like an underworld god. Yeah. Is he's punished all the unjust and evil. Yeah, you yeah. know, which, which does make me want to see the opposite side of that. What is like the highborn? And I feel like we might get that with Soulblight a bit. You know, what does if those are the punished dregs? Yes, what do the people that Nagash sees like you, you're bloody perfect. You yeah, did it a little bit with OBR, but I want to see like what the the nth degree of that is, where these are Nagash's babies, his like doing yeah. no wrong. Well, yeah, like like where are the ones that he like reveres and rewards? 
Yeah. Right? Exactly. Like, uh, I'm... Is that in OBR? Like, are there, or is it not really? The The way the OBR lore works is, like, you can only get demoted, you are never promoted. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> so, like... Uh, like, you can only, like, so if you're, like, a liege Cavalos and you, like, screw up a major battle or something, like, they'll bust you down to just, like, like a Mortec Hecatos or something like that and, like, re-blend your soul and, like, take the parts okay. that they need and, and like, oh, like, like you'd make a really good, like, uh, you know, unit champion. So they, like, take that one part of the soul, and but, like, the core part that needs mm -hmm. to be punished eventually just ends up in a horse if you just keep fucking up long <laughs> enough. Like... So it's kind of like a weird um, it's uh, the... housing situation <laughs> where your body... Cool, you only get one... You have one soul in you. Oh, you messed up? Eh, dump it down. You got three souls in you. Oh, you fucked up again? Five souls. Well, Five souls in one body. The, the, the Only three Ossiarch Bone Reapers are, are single-souled individuals, though. Catacros, uh, Catacros, uh, 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 Xanthos, and uh, uh, Vokmordian. Those are the three. Okay. They're they're the only three who who conceivably there's a few more, but in in terms of the books, mm -hmm. you know, those are our three that have a single soul. Everybody are else there, is like a dozen. Are there soul. models for all three of those? Yes. Or... Yeah, they all have like distinct, unique models. Which one's Vokmordian? Vokmordian is the awesome coffin dude. Like, uh, oh, okay. he's he's our Lotan. He's the coolest yeah. freaking sculpt ever. And then uh, you and then just like garbage rules. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh. Uh, um, so, want to speak about garbage rules? Uh, so back to Sylvaneth. Yeah. <laughs> uh. They're uh, they're they're not garbage, but they are at the bottom of the fat middle. I think. I mean, I think they're like a firmly two and three army, and like, and and that's like in the in the no zone for me. Is like you want mm -hmm. everyone to kind of sort into that that three and two. It. Yeah. It, you're hard pressed to to like win with that army. Poor trees. I agree. <laughs> so back when I used to actually play, I did some tournaments with uh, BWG out in PA, and I also did some stuff in um, where was that in Jersey for a while. And uh, I was only running Skaven back then because I'm one of those people who likes to get ahead of the meta. Like when while everyone's else like playing, uh, what is it, Shivana Jungle? I'm in there with Timo. <laughs> <laughs> emo jungle all the way because i can see because adcs are really so i like yeah trying to see what's coming um and i came up and with timo a really... is of course a scout <laughs> yeah exactly narrative yeah you narrative. get it yeah yeah um not the fact that i can troll and just lay lay mushrooms everywhere no you i no like one bothers me no if i <laughs> if i queued and uh like i'm a jungle main and uh, I got busted down to, like, support or top, which are, like, my sort of secondary roles. Um, to find out a fucking Teemo took my jungle, I would flame so bad. Like, I would just, I would lose my shit. But League of Legends turns me into a monster. <laughs> like... <laughs> it turns all of us into monsters. All of us. Um, uh, anyway. But, so, when, like, so I kind of, when I started getting more into Sylvaneth, I fell off. And then fell off the competitive just because I was building my army, I decided, okay, I'm not gonna play until I play painted. Right. Which is a mistake. <laughs> uh it ruined it killed my engagement for a while. Mm -hmm. Um but the the launch of the Sylvaneth book is really, really interesting. And I feel like a lot of the the failure of Sylvaneth, having dissected that book 
a lot since it came out revolves around the way it was released. So, are you talking about this newest one or the for initial? Yeah, one? the newest one. Okay, the, yeah, the not, iTunes not the flub. One. Yeah, 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 because okay. I, because like I said, I was in Jamaica when Sylvaneth came out, and I couldn't actually play anywhere. Um, I didn't have anyone to play with when the book came out, and then I was moving around and didn't have means to transport an army, so I didn't really get to play a lot until, until the beginning of. A couple months or half a year before second edition mm -hmm. so not uh, quite an, a, a 2.0 baby which is you know like increasing yeah of our demographic yeah. yeah 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 uh that was when i started to really play the game and tried to actually was one of the first people to grow it in the area that i play in i remember it was just Hell me yeah. and two other people playing um uh, hang on to your thought real quick, Soren. Sure. We just redeemed a thousand RDP to remind everyone that chat gang ain't nothing to fuck with. And how's it going, G Dad? Um, uh, oh, G Dad then also re redeems <laughs> one thousand relentless discipline points to further remind y'all that chat gang ain't nothing to fuck with. <laughs> and then uh, W Soren spamming his unique emote, which is the Bestagore with the number one trophy. <laughs> Oh, it's a chill. Thank you. <laughs> Reminding everyone, Jack Gang ain't not to fuck with. Yeah. If anyone was confused. Yeah. In case, in case y'all didn't know, now you know. Yeah. <laughs> Continue. Um, so when I tried to get into Sylvaneth as a competitive, from the competitive scene, Loon Curse came out. Well, in in that, that in that mm -hmm. six that six month before two period, Sylvaneth oh, yeah, were sure. pretty good. Yeah, they were, and that's actually why I didn't want to play them. Okay. Because in my area, I knew that I could... Like, it was... In my area, it was not... It was fledgling. And the list that I had constructed and started building for Sylvaneth was a... But boxcars, just pure meta, smash faces as much as I could. I'm and I didn't want, no one was super competitive in my area at the time. It was just getting started. I didn't want to take out this beast of a machine and just roll face, you know, because <laughs> I wanted to build the game up in my area because there was literally no one to play with. Right, right. Uh, uh, and it turns out just like crushing people's hopes and dreams isn't a great way to like yeah. draw interest to when, your game. Yeah, when someone doesn't understand the rules of your game, destroying them is the, the what you want them to feel is hopeless. When they step up to play, if you want someone to play your game, make them feel hopeless and destroyed and just completely defeated. That's right. the way to build a community. <laughs> you'll, you'll, get a, you'll get a certain type of individual that is an absolute glutton for punishment, but the, yep. the, uh, the, the most common outcome is, is yeah. you will squash any interest whatsoever. Yeah. So. so I just played fun, weird, off. Like I, just, I had some dwarves that I picked up on the cheap from... From fantasy so i would just run dispossessed which i think had they had handbook rules at that point um but then when the loon curse came out i was i got in on it i scoured to find that bloody box um because no one could like it sold out really really quickly um and it the did. revenant was the revenant was also super super strong um because it was add an additional attack with the old book, which was huge. Like that could, that could do horrible things with dryads. Like if you added the revenant to to the previous edition of Sylvaneth, 
with dryads a 30-man block that would that would be nasty right um but then we found out oh a new book's coming then a month so everyone kind of stopped then a month came out when gone where's the book then another month came out where's the book and then we got a rules leak where a massive chunk of the book got leaked and one of someone put out there that there was a bunch of negative stuff half of it wasn't actually true half of it was them not being a sylvanus player misreading rules uh-huh. and misreading how the woods woods worked and also just assuming a lot making a bunch of assumptions and that killed up oh, everyone said sylvaneth isn't competitive before before the book even came out before we had 100 percent of the rules sylvaneth is dead so a lot of competitive people wrote them off then the book comes out and the book comes out to a wet flop well that was the um they they kind of like they accidentally released it on the itunes store or whatever yeah, uh, like uh, ahead of yeah. ahead of time so like people right, had right. like yeah. grabbed huge chunks of the book before they realized yeah. it and then like they pulled it right. down off real quick yeah was... someone who didn't know sylvaneth read the rules like had it in front of them didn't show the book but read it and they read one of the rules completely wrong one like a key rule i i i i, I want to go back and I... rewatch that but there was something in there that was just like oh this means they're garbage See, I, I like where you're going with this because I do think the sort of like the zeit, you know, we've talked about the zeitgeist in, in sort of a broader mm-hmm. internet sense. Um, I yeah. think that like in Age of Sigmar, like there is a a poignant effect on the internet's read of things and the community's reception of things. I I, I constantly go back to evocators. I think I think my poor OCR Bone Reapers were a victim of this too on the opposite scale. I, um, you know, they were called NPE when we had, when crematorians was like, rules were leaked. We're like, oh, this is going to be the most NPE thing in the game. And I'm like, sorry, the most what? NPE, uh, uh, <laughs> negative play experience. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's like, oh yeah. And so like, then the whole army comes out, the, the, the precursor of negative play experience just hangs over, over a cloud over the entire army and they've just shifted what the negative play experience was onto like Petrifex Elite with that preconceived notion existing already. Yeah, uh, and yeah. it's like it's like you you wanted people to hate this army from the jump at, when you had yeah. like a couple of rules leaks, and then Sylvaneth was on the opposite side of that. Is like this is garbage. There's nothing in this book worth playing, and so it's yeah. like nothing in the book worth playing. Like there's some builds in there that are like you can play and have a decent time, but like if you already started out with that defeatist mentality, like yeah, that. See, it was the defeatist mentality compounded by three months of defeatist mentality. Yes. Because imagine if you had the OBR situation. But for three months said, instead of a couple yeah, weeks. For yeah, three months of just people saying, oh, yeah, no, this is this is a bad play experience, bad play experience, bad play experience. Then when they show up, people wouldn't play them. Yeah. And well, no one would be able to even test it. Like right. you wouldn't have the mass because you need a lot of numbers and a lot of right. a right. volume to really understand how stuff is working. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, um, yeah, I mean, evocators is like another example of that as well. Like, mm-hmm. like the, the, the perception of evocators was so conflated on how good people thought they were. And we watched just like everything in that stormcast book kind of just get like nerfed. This is two cycles yeah. ago now, like recently they've been, they've been adjusted back up 
back up. You know, yeah. the, their points have gone down and their their value has increased, right? Yeah. Um, but it was it was like evocators are absurd. They need to be nerfed, and I'm like I'm like I'm like the internet is wrong, but like the, it's already <laughs> in the zeitgeist, and like everybody yeah. is just feed in that feedback loop of 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 it. And a harsh yeah. reality of our game is that far more people talk about the game than play the game. Yeah, you know, and, and I, I go ahead. It, it kind of bounces back to that um, you can't play the game with the level of flexibility. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't just, oh, you say this is garbage? Let me try it, you know? You have to commit three months yeah. of hobby and time and, yeah. you know, and like... Also, you, can't, you cannot be anecdotal either. It's a statistics-based game. You cannot take something out, put it on the field, play it once and have it fail and then say, oh, yeah, it's garbage. Because right. you have to ask the question, did you play that perfectly? Yeah. Because if right. you didn't set it up in the perfect situation, then you're not right. getting the true feedback of the statistics. Right, right. You know? or, or let alone setting it up in a variety of situations against a variety yeah. of armies, uh, against a variety of players, and so on, you know, yeah. like a thousand games of a thousand, you know, where you get a like more of a true a, a true statistic or whatever. Yeah. Um, g thank you so much for the biddies, by the way. Um, no, I, I'm, I'm on board with you here. I, I think, um, I, I still think, feel like the jury, uh, Tyler Emerson, who, who, you know, absolutely one of my idols in this community. Um, he's a big Sylvaneth, uh, fan as well. And, you know, he had conversations with him and he's been on Warhammer Weekly kind of talking about, you know, trying to just find, like, he think he's, he's in your, your mind where he thinks people wrote that book off too soon. And yeah. he's, he has since gone in and done some research and, and sort of drawn his own conclusions, and I won't speak for him. Have you yeah. had, had is, the time to... Is he Scrubian Wells? Yes, or... that's correct. Okay, Wells. yeah. Yeah. Have you had an uh, like an, uh, an opportunity to sort of like maybe like cut through some of that no, that initial, I, I guess, the void, the vacuum <laughs> of, you know, like that, that vacuum that its release kind of was? Um. So, unfortunately, I have had time to cut through it but a lot of it's been theory crafting and just like playing on bases. I did a lot of that uh, when the book first came out, which was just, okay, just doing sub in stand in stuff where, and the way I test stuff is first, I first, I say, okay, what's the worst possible scenario that this would be useful in put me up against its worst matchup, then put me up against its best matchup. And then let me also record all the roles that I'm getting and see how close or far off to average they are. Right. you know right. uh that's and when i look and then i also do the math hammer as well so when i broke down a lot of comparisons um it was point well, point wise they stack up fine in my opinion like i think you have the tools needed for it to be good um the issue that i have is twofold one, it is so far off from the previous book. Like the army, the way the army plays is a completely different monster. Mm-hmm. Um, the old army, it was a lot of castling. It was a lot of, you know, you have the dryad death wall that just moves forward, jumps around a lot of teleporting. Our teleporting has gone in the new book. Yeah. Trees, trees are also, in my opinion, worthless. Um, they do in about the, as much harm as good in terms of blocking your own line of sight. Yeah. Yeah. In the Fixing Sylvaneth uh, Warhammer Weekly, um, 
they spend a good amount of time saying, okay, how do we fix trees? Because we need to fix trees. If there's one thing in the army that we would fix, it would be trees. And it's a lot of dealing with the summoning of it. Uh, Scrubbing and Wells talks about, you know, how summoning them to be able to place them in the back line so you can get that long range teleport, which was a big thing with the old version. Hi, doggo. That's mochi. Uh, yeah. Um, that was a big strategy and a necessary strategy of the old book. Not so much, like you can't do that with the new book. You don't have that option as they were talking about. But in my opinion, you don't really need that option. Mm-hmm. You're looking for a solution that to a problem that the book doesn't really even care about mm-hmm. just because it's what it was in the past. And there's a lot of instances of that, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I think that's a, that's a that's certainly a fair read. That's certainly, I I think like there's it's a little too finicky to rely on trees for a teleport in a landscape of yeah. a lot of armies just have a thing that teleports outside of nine inches. Yeah. You, you know? can't. So stop trying. That's my. Yeah. So when I'm playing, I'm not even trying. The tree summoning is a nice thing turn four to like throw you know to catch someone off guard when they forget about it. Beyond that, it's not something to plan around, in my opinion, because magic is so finicky. Um, placement, you can get zoned out so easily. Mm-hmm. And then they say it again in in the Warhammer Weekly that the trees aren't that useful in this new book. They say, they acknowledge that fact, but still there's this focus around trees because they've been such an integral part and such a... When you think Sylvaneth, you think, oh, those fiddly goddamn this this garbage ah it's so bad look at it it's it's how do i move around this horrible thing you know yeah the tree it's it's iconic and it is iconic but it's also not like okay dryads get buffs from it you can teleport to them sometimes they detonate they don't no no they don't they they don't detonate anymore they do they do on a six when oh when useless. someone casts a spell yeah it does nothing three inches when the moon is high you know directly overhead when and saturn and jupiter and yeah. retrograde then they do something yeah to one model yeah nah <laughs> yeah so nah. It's, it's not i they block I, line in sight that's sig- what they do they their suggestion in that warhammer weekly was to like make the tree lords uh, be like trees, which I think is a cool design space, and I'm like, I'm for mm-hmm. it. But I would yeah. like f- for the Wildwoods to be treated closer to, and I know some Sylvaneth players, and, and b- by all means, all Sylvaneth players everywhere disagree with me if I'm wrong on this. Let's see. Um, I want them to make the trees more like other army terrain. Like, you have like I the one... You have the one... It can be the three, the circle, right? Like, whatever. And you set it up like other army terrain at the beginning of the game. And then that's just your terrain piece. And yeah. then it, and then it's free to have better rules on its, like, on its literal war scroll. Like the Bone Tithe Nexus style. Like, look at this list of stuff that the Bone Tithe Nexus <laughs> does. Or, like, even, like, the yeah. Herdstone, where it's, like, Rend, Battleshock oh, yeah. Immune... And like so, you can, th- you can throw things into the furnace and summon stuff. Yeah. Like the Herdstone's awesome. You know, like yeah. what a great terrain piece that is. Like just yeah. do something like that. I don't want another throne. Uh, the thrones are lame. You know. Oh the, yeah, the, the throne you know, is such a charnel throne is fine. You know, you get a summon. Essentially, it says have a free command point. 
sure, yeah. cool, like that's fine. But like, I mean, like the the pizza oven and the and the corn oh, one, yeah. and like there's just there's all these like staircase. Just be like, okay, let's let's take what we know about trees, jettison fr- from our memory, and go. Okay, you have this one throwback, awesome tree piece. Now you don't yeah. have to bring a billion of them, and then you can like hinge, like the notion of like wild woody stuff on tree lords if you want to to have other yeah. things teleport to them or project whatever but then have that like the actual wild wood itself the army terrain feature just be its own like a war scroll so, that does something awesome so i actually have a theory on this one um with how i so this is a little bit of an out there theory and the timing of it was super specific back in the day um and it kind of got messed up by the release of all the stuff. Uh, but remember meeting engagements? Remember that? Ever heard of that? I, I recall it. Uh, is that the one that yeah. told me just put my base off the table? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I don't. So my, my harebrained scheme with this is it was a big chunk of the 2019 General's Handbook. It was. Um. And I think they were planning on it being a lot bigger than it was. It I've I've still never played one. I've never gotten someone. I, to play I one. there's a couple people out there that enjoy it. If you enjoy it, hell yeah, continue. I like the tournament structure idea of it. I like that piece. Give me take that piece and then just like you know it's already printed, so it's not going to ever disappear. Some people are going to like mm-hmm. really latch on to meeting engagements, just like some people really latch on to Warcry. Yeah. It's it's out there. People can still play that. Whatever. Yeah, but like we don't need to design the game around it, and I think that's the my worry is that maybe they thought about that somewhat when they designed some rules. Yeah. So when I when I read that whole thing, a big part of it is strategic placement of terrain. Mm-hmm. Well, if you just read the book as it stands, like that is a huge part of meeting engagements is being able to strategically plan terrain placement. Mm-hmm. which is not something people who play Warhammer do. Yeah, know? I walk up to the table and the terrain's already there, or yeah. we just spread it out kind of equally to make sure it's fair on both sides of the table. We yeah. roll randomly and then, like, boom. Yeah, so they were creating a problem. They were solving a problem that didn't exist. This is called, uh, what is a solutionism? Yes. Right? Yeah, which I think it might have just been more, oh, here's a cool idea. What if we make terrain super strategic and... You know, when they released it, a lot of people said, oh, well, we can't because they released it in a strange way because they baked the terrain rules into the general rules. Like they they did. a Like if you go back and look at that book, the way it talks about terrain, because this was when um, the Skaven gnaw holes. Oh, crap. We can't use our Skaven gnaw holes anymore. Right. You remember that? Yeah, they broke them. They didn't quite yeah. deploy correctly. Yeah, they but when you actually look at raw, like rules as written, they to- technically didn't break. Technically. Yeah. Because you can set up Skaven gnaw holes as part of your chosen terrain. Yeah. I know it's a little it's a little out there, but yeah. so you set up your faction terrain after you've set up the battlefield. As a part of setting up the battlefield, you could set up Skaven gnaw holes. I see. So you could set up saving gnaw holes as part of the battlefield, and then you couldn't set up your faction terrain. Yeah. But you could sit, but you could have the gnaw holes already there. Right. 
rules as written. That's and I think you could do the same thing with Sylvaneth Wildwood. Well, they just uh, they just finicked with uh, they just uh, they just messed around with terrain rule deployment rules again. Hel Molly, everyone saw you. <laughs> Literally, everyone saw you. If you could have just no, okay, no, you're just gonna crawl. All right. Thanks for the show. Strange. Such a strange dog you have. Yeah, the weird doggo on camera there. Uh, good night, G Dad. Thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah. Um. I'm yeah. Sorry to get kind of. No, 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 like, no. That's been on my mind for a long time because then the Wildwoods, you can set up three Wildwoods, like three individual bases. Yeah. So and... you're you go, I go. Uh, on yeah. The terrain deployment on the, with their little grid deployment thing. You're yeah. you're like, I go, you go, I go, you go, and then like you yeah. set up your three Wildwoods. Yeah. Yeah. And then the book is drastically different. And also, those two releases were supposed to coincide. Hmm. Like, if the book didn't get delayed, it would have gotten released at that exact time. And we might be having an entirely different conversation about no. Sylvaneth and, like, how they release yeah. the terrain and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. just because there wasn't that, they never even talked about it. By the time Sylvaneth came out, the meeting engagement was dumb. The rules were broken. The terrain rules are broken. We need them fixed right now. Because... You also had it flanked by other more enticing army releases. Mm, um, yeah. You know, Corn came out. Uh, Flesh Eater Courts, I think, came yeah. out. Right. Like you had it flanking that book. Yeah. Um, Fire Slayers kind of... kind of went under the radar too for a while because there was such yeah. a sat well, they were in that same. They were in that same yeah. same beginning of the year pre GHB sort of release there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was weird. It was it was a weird time and I wonder they said twelve battle or twelve twelve new armies or whatever and they are twelve new battle tomes and they they got there, so awesome. Yeah. Kudos. Um I wonder I don't I've still get, been lenient on the meta for two two reasons. One, mm -hmm. I said, if they update all the armies in that span, I will give them leniency, and I'm a man of my word, which is why I haven't busted their chops on some of the, like, rules that are, like, like, either, like, like, oh, I wish they had done this, or they had an opportunity to do this thing. That's why I haven't, like, played the woulda, coulda, shoulda game with all that, because I'm like, they still released 12 Oh, battles. I absolutely will. <laughs> yeah, I know you will. I yeah. think a lot of folks will. Um, yeah. My boy Haywo loves this game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that um, does. Uh, but like I, I said that if they do it, I think I'm like that's super ambitious. If they do it, mm -hmm. then I will. I won't bust their chops. So I, 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 I extended that. I put them in the bubble. The bubble is a sacred space where things go, and it is protected from my scorn for a little bit. Uh, sure. Of course, the bubble is taking on new meaning post COVID. But, but, uh. <laughs> but I used to cast my sphere of protection prior to mm -hmm. that. So um, I actually stole that from a, mu a movie reviewer. Uh, who, who used to have the bubble, and he would literally put the thing in the bubble in the corner of the screen huh. uh, on YouTube. I can't remember his name who off the top that? of my head. I can't remember hmm. that. Uh, he he does. He, he's a, a big horror uh, movie aficionado. Hmm. Um, I haven't watched his stuff in such a long time, but uh, it was he'd, like he'd he'd be like, okay, like this movie sucks, but I'm gonna put like Judy Dench's performance in the bubble, and she goes up over uh, here. Okay. So yeah. he would do that. Is what yeah. he would do, and so I, I get just. What you mean. Yeah, I've co-opted the that and like gotcha. so so I put GWs in in that bubble in mm -hmm. terms of criticism on that that thing. I'm like gotcha. I'm not going to criticize them because if they do the ambitious thing, they get all twelve tomes out. I'm just going to put it in the bubble. I'm going to go up over here and go okay, fine. Yeah, um, that's fair. But it's the Sylvaneth book 
is so uninspired. Well, and that's the thing it's is tough. like, would you have rather just not had a new book and waited for them to get it right? Right. That's that's oh, an yeah. open philosophical question. Um. Yeah. Right. You you. No, because I hated the old battle tome. I pref- I greatly prefer this battle tome. Like that already makes I'm, you a, I'm like out to get crucified yeah yeah yeah. i greatly prefer the design of this battle tome compared to the old one right um not i hated the one drop thing i hated that like because the sylvaneth's main mechanic was okay one drop bam we're on the table we're in your face we have everything in one super battalion yeah um i didn't like it see i i never like they broke both winterleaf and the other one well, Winterleaf is the major one that got broke, though. It's like you in the sh- new book. Yeah, like the the whole like hyper spell casting, awesome, like can compete with Nagash in the spell casting. Oh, phase. right, right, right. Yeah, like they yeah. just uh, utterly broke that. That you, that's not yeah. something you do anymore. Um, yeah. Like I, See, I, go ahead. The thing is, the person who the person who wrote the Sylvaneth book does not love Sylvaneth. Mm, like, so it's not a passion project. Yeah. Yeah, it was just it's a very by the numbers book. Where they're just ticking boxes, you know, up, oh, gotta have this, not really looking at the greater, you know, not really looking at, okay, well, Winterleaf, they're super spell heavy. So let's just give them that, that let's give them the auto unbind, you know, let's give them something. They just said, okay, plus one to spell casting, here's a spell. Uh, your artifact is spell related. Cool. But it's uninteresting. It's not. This is what yeah. kind of kind of what happened to like realm artifacts. So they're like these are yeah. way too interesting for the game. Let's get rid of them and replace them with plus ones to hit and reroll ones. Like yeah. ooh ooh ooh. <laughs> like, yeah. um, no, that's a fair. That's a fair read too. Oh, like I said, I, I I'm a man of my word. I I put them in the bubble. I give the yeah. I gave them one full like I'm giving them one full calendar yeah. year. Well, you definitely uh, can before I I I pile on with the rest of folks because it's like I'm like I just wanted everything updated. Uh, yeah. Once everything gets updated and to use the current language, which was my big thing, yeah. I'm like I'm yeah. like from there. And that's um, and that's why I give that book a pass. Interesting. Like from a from a rule like I respect it from a design from a rules as a system perspective mm-hmm. and i like it better from a rules as a system perspective as a sylvaneth fan i hate it because they you i know, mean they that's... scrub down some of the sharp edges you know this is this is yeah. what i hate this is I've, i don't know if i've talked to you specifically about this i know you're in and out of chat so sometimes you may yeah. hear, hear me yeah. talk this but treat every episode like it's someone's first episode the sharp edges theory or is, thing i often say, say is like i often use it to re- refer to art um okay. you know so like you this is this is on that like good art versus bad art mm-hmm. you know kind of axiom of discussion good design versus bad design uh vince says it a different way he says it uh this is a feature not a bug right mm-hmm. sometimes okay. imperfections of a thing make that thing more endearing sometimes okay. like i think about like a uh, hollow knight which i've been playing it's recent on my mind hollow knight is a very it's made by three individuals. Yeah, three people I made know. that game, and so while I'm you're aware. while you're while you're playing through it, you can feel a lot of the sort of like, like, the rawness of the game because it's made by yeah. three people. Yeah, the sharp edges are are still sitting there. They're they're still pointing out of the game. I'm the reason why I said it that way is I'm trying to make a game right now, and the fact that three people could make that just makes me 
it's one of those question you know, yourself <laughs> forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it yeah. should give you hope. Honestly, yeah. it should. Yeah, I it, think it does at this point. It does, yeah. but it's just one of those like ah, and then yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, that, Ruby. Uh, I'm I'm actually working on a on a on a on a on a a, a big undertaking as a writer. Uh, Ruby gives me hope that like we can make this work because I'm like I look at Ruby I'm like dude made that with Poser and I'm like yeah like Poser three or whatever I'm like okay if like you can make if you can tell a good story with Poser three then maybe we can we can cobble together something meaningful um, you know with our passionate team but that's the sharp edges thing the, this notion that that like you don't have to refine and polish down everything to make a perfect sphere. You know, I, I think oh, about yeah. the Call of Duties of the world. I think about the like the big AAA games. Like, like they're technically sound in terms yeah. of like a produced and 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 production. You know, AAA. My hatred of like some AAA chicanery aside, they are yeah. technically well produced, perfectly round spheres with no sharp edges. And to yeah. me, that's the great crime. A lot of these things make. Is they yeah. don't have anything interesting left. There's no, there's nothing yeah. for me to prick my finger on and go and like remember it anymore. Yeah, it's just yeah, a, yeah. a perfect sphere like all the other perfect spheres out there. Sylvaneth reads like a the new Sylvaneth tome is a it it it, it has it has polished down the sharp edges. There's yeah. it, it, it smooths out all the creases. Yeah, and I'm just like there's no got like, an FLCL reference in. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> But the, I mean, that's the thing is like you're like okay, so now this like yeah. this perfect sphere. I'm like this is now uninteresting. Like I don't yeah. care about that. The is that is that is my one greatest problem with the Sylvaneth book. That makes sense um, because yeah, it is. When I look at the tools that it has, I think it has all the tools that it needs. Like it doesn't do anything well. It but it does things competently enough. Yeah. Um, we have we can do one ununbindable spell we have that in the book if we want a one spell we can get a magic off no matter what that is in our that's that's possible mm -hmm. um there's the the you know dryads pretty damn tanky uh spites put out a ton of damage like mass dice spite revenants will do that you want to teleport wherever you want here's tree revenants oh you need range okay kern off bow hunters there you go um, I think part I of the problem at length about Karnoff bow hunters, by the way. Right. Yeah. Uh, but no, no. I'll um. I'll let you. What? Okay. Uh, what's your take on Karnoff bow hunters? And then I can go and refill my water. Sure thing. Um... <laughs> yes, I'm drinking water tonight. Where's your uh, uh, rant cast drinking game tonight, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. So Karnoff, Karnoff uh, yeah. bow so hunters specifically. Bow hunters specifically. All yeah. right. Uh, so they occupy this really, really, really bizarre space. Um, they are a ranged unit that is decent at ranged. Um, they have a 30-inch range, so they're great at that long-range shooting. Um, hits on fours, wounds on threes, minus one rend, D3 damage. It's decent, it's fine. A profile like that, you know, not bad. Um, you compare it to things like salamanders or other hyper god tier ranged units and they're fine the issue that you have with them and something that i feel like a lot of people don't talk about is and the way that i like to think about it is 
why are they costed the way that they are? They're 190 points. Um, what are you buying for that? One of the things that you're buying for that is a four wound unit that with a four up save that re-rolls its save in close combat. And also has a close combat um, mortal wound output. So when you look at that, you see that stat block and you see those three abilities and you say, well, what does this want to do? This wants to be in close combat tanking, not in range tanking because the rerolling saves is only in, in close combat. So you're paying, you're paying for that. Every single thing in AOS you're paying for. And when you compare like that weapon to the scythe or the swords, I think it's about equal. So you're still paying for this thing that you're not intuitively you don't want to use. You don't want to use your Sylvaneth, your ranged attack, your snipers to be up front, but you're paying for it. So you should. And that's where it gets a little bit strange and weird with bow hunters because you're you're investing so many points into this thing that you intuitively don't want to use but if you want to get your points out of them you have to use them in an unintuitive way you have to use them kind of pushed to the forward sitting on objectives getting the crap beat out of them having them take wounds take damage and dish out mortal wounds all the while plinking stuff when they are out of combat um plinking random heroes or things those 30 inches away using them to snag to deal a little bit more damage on that far off objective that you're struggling to contest um so it's just such an unintuitive unit or not unintuitive it's such a counterintuitive unit because you have 200 points sunk into this melee tank that is only excels at range shooting um do you have a fix for it? Um, yeah, you use the melee. You do something unintuitive. You use your super long range thing as a melee tank. Yeah. Which See, I, doesn't... Mm-hmm. I, I think they need to divorce the, the bow and sword guys. They need two different profiles. Like, and I, have... I, so, wishlisting time, I agree. And I think there's some great, like... If I were to fix them, first thing I would do is I would get rid of their ability to reroll. I would get rid of their abilities that they share. Mm-hmm. They don't need a trample underfoot. That's just moronic. Like, well, have, they give them don't need give them mm-hmm. like peerless archery to steal like uh, a D and D like the peerless archer, the deep mm-hmm. woods. Uh, the you could uh, what they had the deep woods sni- uh, sniper and the peerless archer that could like shoot through like cover and stuff. Yeah. Give, instead of stomp, give them like the ability to shoot through their own, like to shoot through terrain. Like... They sh- first off, all Sylvanas should be able to see through their trees. Yes, they can in all their lore. Yes. That's what I mean. Whoever wrote this book didn't read. Has no like the Sylvaneth. They can they touch a tree and they know what's on the other side of the forest. Like that's yeah. And in my opinion, the rules the rules should reflect 
the narrative. Well, that's that's and then the... you should competitively point out whatever that. Yes, is. yes, that's that's the sweet spot. That's yeah. the sweet spot is when your narrative, your fluff, when they all come together. Yeah, you know, and like this the, the... doesn't at all. You know, this is and why. This is why I love Hand of Dust, right? Like, it, of course, the God of Death yeah. should be able to just kill kill you outright, you know. Like, yeah. but you got to make it fair. And how do you make it fair? High cost, you know, cast on a date. Then you got a coin flip at the end uh, to guess the right hand, and it's a three inch thing. So I'm already sticking my neck out and getting a yeah. guy. You know, like it, all these checks and balances to it. Like, figure out the numbers after the fact, but make the thing do what the thing should do. Yeah. So. But yeah, I'm your gonna, wish. You back to your wish list on on, on yeah. the Kurnoth, yeah. I, I I'm gonna fix the Kurnoth right right now, uh-huh. based looking only at the models. Okay. Yeah. So first off, our bow guy. Uh, can't tell if you can see it or not, but oh, it I... has a a little a little guy called a quiverling, which is a mobile quiver that is a spite that is sentient that runs right along beside him, and as he's going, bug he friends. Yeah, run! Give me a bow. Give me an arrow, and he grabs it. This model should be able to run and shoot. Because it's got a, it's got a bug friend. It's got a bug friend running along, and it is literally running. This model should be able to run and shoot. Yeah. If they did that, then also the free spirit battalion, which currently, if you have a bow hunter, does absolutely nothing for them, is suddenly useful. (laughs) Um, Because that whole thing is they auto run six. Mm-hmm. So, bam, fix fix that for you. The scythe hunters, um, they first off, they should have a feel no pain save, in my opinion. They're um, tanks. But, yeah. yeah, the kit comes with little um, spites, like little floaty guys. Mm-hmm. They should be attached to that thing, because the whole thing with all of their lore is. All the things that use scythes are like friends of the fae, of the little tiny spirits, because they're harvesters. They tend the garden, so they befriend the little insects. Man, I love Sylvaneth. I, I, I'm such a, a novice when it comes to Sylvaneth lore. Um, so I'm loving that I'm getting this like lesson. I'm no, I'm getting this lesson, and this is awesome because I already think scythes are like the cool, one of the coolest weapons ever. Yeah. Uh, if you want me to go down this like. <laughs> So they should have a, a feel-no-pain save as the little spites just move in front of them and guard and protect them. Ah. <laughs> I actually have one of those to do a conversion of a branch witch. I'm going to use that pose. It's our second worst unit in the entire game. I know. It makes me... That is the one reason why I didn't buy OBR <laughs> is because of how bad that unit is. Oh, man. It, it's, it's so cool. But, but I have two of those. But it's such a freaking awesome model. Yeah. And so yeah, this is going to be... I have two of them. One to convert and one to build and paint. As this, is, is. this is my Anvil of Apotheosis. Uh, for <laughs> those of you just listening, I've got a Mortis and Soul Reaper here in the box. Um, uh, this is my Anvil of Apotheosis hero slash uh, uh, character for the Soulbound campaign I run on Fridays. Nice. Uh, Myriad. So... Um, but yeah, scythes are cool. Yeah. Necromancers with scythes are sweet. Tree yeah. people who tend gardens with scythes are sweet. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, they, I got excited. Tend, I got I got scythe death happy. Gardens, death gardens, <laughs> gardens of death and magic. Hell yeah! Kill anyone who enters. Yeah, they're awesome. That's they awesome. Rules that are awesome. 
and the and they should also get the no actually give them give them that give them spites that protect them and also give them a thresh ability an aoe like little radial thing like uh, d d uh what you do here is you give them the 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 thing they tend to give reapers which is when they're fighting yeah. five or more units they reroll all hits yeah, yeah. So that, like that that's that's how the rule tends to show up in our game when we have uh, uh, scythe yeah. things that are uh, Grimgast Reapers have it. Um, the Mortis yeah. and Soul Reaper has it, uh, or do whatever the uh, the Sylvaneth equivalent to that might look like. But yeah. they should have a thing where they're literally like threshing or like they, yeah. you know, long reach and they can hit stuff like the yeah. old uh, Retributor rule was it where. Uh, they get attacks based on how many models are within a, a two inches of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be a really cool scythe rule to see. I like. I, yeah. I think that that would be really cool is if they had attacks based on number of models, so that like, yeah, you have these three Kurnoth dudes that like, oh yeah, I've got like sixteen dudes within six inches because you just swarmed me, and so like, yeah. boom. There's a couple get, ways you could do get it. Reaped. I like if I were if I were completely wishlisting, I would have the Sylvaneth version of that rule be. Um, however many models are in base contact with it uh, would change the amount of damage that the weapon deals. Interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. So it would go from a one damage to D3 to D6, depending on how surrounded it was. Oh, perfect. Because uh, there's a couple of... And then the, the sword hunters, I would leave them exactly as is. So they can do the root thing and they can trample underfoot. That's okay. how I would do it. Um, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Like, then you have... Diversity. You want something super, a super, the fastest thing on there that's still can deal damage. You go with the Vaux. You want a super tank. You go with the Scythe. You want to uh, run things down and get into the melee. You go with the sword. That this... gives you choice and option as opposed to just one more rend or two inch reach this, and a little different damage yeah, yeah this this allows you to also play with the dials a little bit based on like the points yeah. because a ranged unit yeah. probably shouldn't cost the same as a melee unit adds face value yeah. like yeah. Th these just aren't congruent so yeah yeah I, like... I, it you can you can play with those dials like oh the the Kurdoth with bows like someone found this busted ass combo they're overperforming oh their points go up 10. And we don't yeah. have to touch the not a problem tanky one that yeah. no one's they taking. Have split them out now, but they are the same. They are three different profiles currently, but they're all the same points, and they are virtually identical except for the weapon. Yeah. And for me, that's just dull and boring. Why would you do I agree. that? I agree. Um, I agree with you. GW hired hire this man as a consultant. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if we want to get really into the weeds, if you want, I can keep going on. This yeah, way. no, go ahead. This would, is fun. How this I is... would like improve. Um, so woods, I do. Agree no, see, with this it. isn't the weeds. This is the topic, which is Sylvaneth. <laughs> oh, One well, hour yeah, talking right, about right. Twitch. <laughs> like, I get. You get yeah. excited and then self-conscious about how excited yeah. you are about. Yeah, exactly. no, keep going. Yeah. Embrace it. Yeah. Embrace it. The passion um, is what drives this channel. So. With the, I'm just going to touch on the woods. The woods, first off, as Vince has said, forget the touching tips game. That thing where I need to take these yeah. bastards and like... The crescents. And like, eh, nope, yeah. it's not legal yet. It's not legal yet. It's not... There, it's legal. It's legal. Nope, not legal anymore. Fuck, I messed it up. Ugh. Yeah. Um, that game is not... That's dumb. 
just have them be standalone things. You place start of the game, you place three of these. One, yeah. two, three, done. Easy. Yeah. They block line of sight. I like that. Keep it. Um, and have them be something that actually your does army... anything at all. Yeah. Have them be a nexus of power, like a large nexus of power where you put three of them down. Cause this, this is easy to place three of these in a circle is not easy or intuitive. And it's also difficult as hell to play with it. It because... also go ahead. Mm -hmm. You said it because, because you have to reach your hand under and it blocks it. Like this, I can easily move models through. Mm -hmm. Three of them, I can't, because they form this wall of garbage. Yeah. No, I, I think there's um, it, 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 the having to touch tips, the mini game. Mm -hmm. Uh, it just uh, it's my least favorite part of Age of Sigmar, which is finicky little micro yeah. movements and stuff. I'm like, that is the the least significant and interesting part of the game to me. I don't care who the most precise measurer is in the universe. Like I don't mm -hmm. like we, we, the, 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 you can be plenty pragmatic without being finicky with placement mm -hmm. and movement. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. I'm not interested in the, the truly finicky gotchas yeah. and like little, I don't know. It, the thing is, it's not, that's, that is the scale floor, you know, um, that is the, that is like the thing that isn't really the game. If you know yeah. what I mean, like the yeah. game is, is yes. positioning and tactics P being like a fraction of a millimeter mistake. Isn't the game. That's just you making a mistake. That is very, very easy because when I set my bottle down, the table is at a slight angle. So it jumped and everything shifted a little bit. Oh yeah, and this is this is why we like this is why you should pre-measure. This is why being able to pre-measure and stuff was yeah. a great thing for the entire game. Yeah, like this is why you pre-measure. Go, is that six inches? The opponent goes. Beans in general, yeah. like the entire landscape of yeah. tabletop. Yeah, like oh, is this is this six inches? And then you ask your opponent. You're being courteous. They go, no, I think that's more like seven. Or like, yeah, that's six and a half. Yeah, that's six inches. Six inches will get you in on the charge. Yeah. That way, when I go to roll the dice. And, like, my hands are shaking, and I move that first model, and, like, I it's not quite six inches anymore because I bumped it back when I did it, or my dice knocked it yeah. around. You go, oh, no, 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 dude, we knew that was six inches. You're in. Yeah. Right? Like, because, go yeah. ahead. There have been times in the past where all I've done, like, because I like to play the game to play the game, not to play this measuring, th you know what I mean? This game oh, of, yeah. of measuring. So there's been instances um when i was much younger where i would just play the game and i'd be like okay this squad is moving forward at their full this squad is then you know they're moving forward next turn they're moving forward then do a thing oh no they're not in range now if we wanted to we could go back and you know figure out that mathematically they should be in range right because all i did was move them straight forward in a straight line you know, and it's 24 inches away at the start. So they move six, then they moved another six. So they were 12 inches away and I'm in range because yep, it's not the game, you know? It's, yeah. Yeah. And the well, game is about making choices and meaningful. that's what I like to get to. Yep. They have, yep. 100%. Yeah. 100%. We're, we're in, we're in agreement there. Yeah. That's again, that is why I think the tip touching game is bad because those yeah. micro finicky movements are just not important. Yeah.
Yeah. So first off, get rid of that. Get rid of having to buy a million trees because you never know how many you're going to summon. Make it be you can just... Mm -hmm. Wait a second. Aren't you going to be upset that you have all these extra trees that don't play? you won't get to play with anymore? What? Models I won't get to play with anymore? (laughs) Oh no, I've never had that happen to me ever, and I totally (laughs) couldn't repurpose them into amazing terrain. (laughs) Totally can't do that. I had to do do the- I had to throw up the alley-oop so you could just dunk. (laughs) Thank you for the easy lamp. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, No, I hear that stupid bad faith argument all the time, and I'm just like, gee, never had a- yeah, go on. I, I get it, but it's not it's it's not valid for me. Like it might be valid for other people who they only have ever bought one army, but I feel like a lot of the people who make that argument don't actually have skin in the game. I like, I think I agree with you. Um, but I you you were still talking about ter- uh, ter- terrain there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would get rid of that. I actually really like the idea of you being able to summon around, or not summon, but appear around these nexuses of power Mm -hmm. um and i like the little bit of buffs that you can do the one thing that i would like if i were rewriting the army the first thing i would do is i would add in a thing an ability called make the spirit song meaningful the sylvaneth as they march to war they sing this silent song that no one can hear that actively changes how they fight Mm -hmm. And as the battle goes and has its highs and lows, their song changes and ebbs and flows and raises to a crescendos and that sort of thing. Oh, the, so so like a like a high tide type or or daughters of Cain or yeah. like something along those lines. Something in that space. That would how be really would, awesome. How I would choose to do it would I would probably have there be three different. Um, melodies or something yeah that's the word i used yeah three different melodies and you could either be harmonious in it neutral in it or discordant in it Mm -hmm. and at the start of each battle round you would choose what to sing into and maybe one tree lord ancient could boost something else and once per battle you could have a crescendo in one of them that would be an awesome just you know that would be the thing yeah if neutral is like say re-roll re-rolls to hit Okay, well, reroll yeah. once to hit, right? Yeah. Uh, during the crescendo, it's reroll all hits. Yeah. In- instead of rerolling once. Something like that. I yeah. mean, that's that's a fine de- design space to play in. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. I like that. I And that would, your ability to trigger them would revolve around the trees and the tree lords. Yeah. Um, and that's yeah. what I, that would be like their core, their big rule. You know, the big chonky thing. That takes up the allegiance ability. Yeah, that's their main. That's my relentless discipline points. That's that's mm-hmm. the main. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. It plays but, with their I- existing identity. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's unique and flavorful to the army. Like I like yeah. it. I like then it. Then there would be three more rules in Sylvaneth. Uh, Sylvaneth um, hierarchy, lifestyle hierarchy. There's noble spirits, uh, free spirits. Um, or sorry, it would be four because there's noble spirits, free spirits, forest folk, and then outcasts. That's how Sylvanus society is divided. And each of them has a model that corresponds to them. And there's also an interesting like mix and match between like the cast of it. So 
there's the hierarchy and then there's also the um the type of sylvaneth because mm -hmm. there's the kind that grow and then die which are your dryads which are your branch witches they don't resurrect um tree lords kernoth hunters and spite revenants all resurrect um and i would tie that into their rules somehow mm -hmm. uh so the noble spirits could have um regen um, d3 regen or something like that or i was thinking more something to draw on the idea of like martial memories like the avatar state from avatar the last airbender <laughs> right on can, where because it talks about it in the lore where it's they... in soulbound yeah it is okay. it is in soulbound actually um I, I, I was holding up my mortis and soul soul reaper if you mm -hmm. if folks have been watching this the uh, best damn soulbound show here on twitch on fridays um <laughs> or on youtube later uh usually release it on monday or sunday um to youtube uh myriad i actually for myriad um since his whole thing is he has these like soul jars that he keeps on him that he's like opening and you know changing stuff like that um the ancestral memories and martial memories are rules represented for sylvaneth in in soulbound and one of them is like at the start of combat you can pick one of these three stances you can either go always go first um you can uh get plus one on your defense or plus one on your offense on the ladder. And like, both of those are very significant in the game because going from like a great to a superb offense is awesome. You know, hmm. you're hitting on twos instead of, instead of, you know, threes. It's, it's, it's a big goddamn deal. So like it, it's represented in soulbound and the soulbound writer shout outs to cubicle seven, you know, to, to, to Emmett, to, uh, uh, to, to all of them over there. Um, Elaine, like everybody, for really writing with passion and interest in the game and communicating that in. Uh, Games Workshop, like, I know it's your property, but, like, come on, you've got some, like, slam dunks here where you can take yeah. this this flavor and really amp it up in, in the models. Yeah. Um, so all of those ones with the Lemar, they have that gem in their center. Uh, right, right. With the Carnival Hunter, they, they showcase it really, really well. Yeah, because like... you can see through the model, and the Lamenteer is just sitting there, like, in cased in vines. And you can see it from the front and the back, because the model is hollow. Yeah, that's that's the glow I, I was talking about, how you were kind of painting that up. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, to not have a rule for that. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. You know? To not bake that into the rules is just... It's, like... It's, it's crazy to me that they wouldn't, you know? Um, yeah because it's just such low-hanging fruit but yeah i would probably have it be like some sort of plus one thing that you could just turn on once as like you avatar state for the briefest moment to remember oh my my seventh incarnation fought the ever-living crap out of y'all and i know exactly how you're going to swing your sword this next time oh, it, could, yeah. it could be any any number of like interesting things they get a yeah. like a awesome like a four up feel no pain for a turn cuz they go into a perfect defense or yeah. you know like you can do interesting stuff with it like you yeah. know i keep i keep arbitrarily throwing out rerolling ones to hit rerolling all hits or plus yeah. ones because they're so, you know, communicable easily understood yeah. but you can do interesting things with this design so, space with the sylvanath army that's that's one of the things that is that I don't hear a lot of people talking about is the way that the book is currently designed. In every single combat, you should be re-rolling all your ones to hit and wound. That's like the book is built around that one mechanic. Mm -hmm. 
Like there's a million ways and a million different paths that you can build and all of them build into re-rolling ones to hit and move. Um, yeah. And like that seems to be the main drive of the army. Like, Bone like Reap- a thing with a lot of other armies. But... Bone Reapers have that in terms of they're getting, you, you should be getting a plus one to hit somewhere. If you're not mm-hmm. getting a plus yeah. one to hit across your army, you're not maximizing your army. And so Sylvaneth have it in the forms of, of getting rerolls to one ones to hit and wound. And you should just yeah. have that, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's and a... then the way that they play currently is you also want them always um you play tentatively with them in a weird way. You send che- they they play much like how Zerg fe- or not Zerg, well also Zerg, but Tyranids feel. You have these these giant centerpieces that will be close to the combat but not really engaging because all of their big things have ranged mm-hmm. and i don't know if well, well dreich is a life. prime example of this so she's yeah. shooting 20 bees from behind yeah. uh what is it revenants or is it revenants yeah, yeah, yeah. She, that she buffs or whatever she buffs, uh spite revenants spite yeah. revenants spite revenants and tree revenants yeah spite revenants yeah the spites are outcast and so in my ideal world there would be four rules one that revolves around the outcasts which are they're effectively sylvaneth that have gone bad somehow mm-hmm. no one quite knows how they've gone bad but we all know it's dreich's fault <laughs> um, <laughs> and so their whole thing is they are the dark evil foreboding woods that tempt children in and then torment them before killing their parents who come, you know, like... Yeah, they're yeah, they're the, the evil fairy tale enchanted yeah. forest thing. The evil yeah. forest. That's actually pretty awesome. And then Man, why have I people. never read Sylvaneth lore? That sounds so cool. <laughs> it really is. I love it. Like, I want a Drycha book. There's not really a lot of lore in her stuff, and she's just, like, right for the picking. Uh, nah, um, pun. No, I got you. I, I got you. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, real quick here, chat gang. Uh, I've, I've, I'm sorry. I've been I've been neglecting y'all. Um, Ky, uh, Kyleona said, "I always uh, going back to like talking about the finicky movements and the maths and stuff." Uh, says I always loved, in in quotation marks. I have an engineering degree. Do you really want to argue with me about math or just roll dice? Uh, adequate. And then uh, kicker saying that the best damn soulbound show TM is so good. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, one All of right. my one of the people I play with is amazing at calculus and can just do all like statistical stuff in his head just like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like your odds are th- are three three seven, like point three three seven. Like okay, thanks. Yeah. Thank you never, for, yeah. Yeah, that's where I just Han Solo never tell me yeah. the odds. <laughs> it's it's weird because i i have like a absurdly high act score in math but i hate it like i despise math and so like i'm lazy with math so that you never make me have to do it does that make sense like like yeah, i'm like yeah, if, I, if i pretend i'm terrible at math no one will ever rely on me to do math ever and so it's yeah. like <laughs> yeah well, that's yeah, you, in class you just keep your head down when the teacher asks what's the que- what's the answer. You just look down, mm-hmm. even though you know you might know it, you no. might be able to do it, but you don't want anyone knowing. Math, you know. it, yeah, no, math is not my yeah. favorite part of of things. Mm, same. I'm just <laughs> I'm bad at it, partially because I can't. I just I I realized I thought about it in a lot of weird ways, mm. uh, like calculus. I couldn't I could not do calculus until my uh, college professor went through every single proof of derivatives. Mm. 
like they you know they they teach the derivative first like the shortcut to do it and then later on they go back and explain why the shortcut works i failed every single test mm. i had to take calculus twice because of I was in the um I was in like a couple of the like the AP courses. We had advanced math was like the one that you essentially programmed on your like TI you had to write the program. Uh, yeah. And then you had to like once you've written the program then you solve the equations and stuff like that and like yeah. um I remember liking that and then we like the very next unit was uh, matrices and I despise mm -hmm. I despise them. Yeah. I never, I, I know they exist, I still don't know what they oh are. Oh my god, I'm, I'm, like, that was the thing I was just, like, bad at. I was just yeah. bad at solving a matrix. I'm, like, just yeah. terrible at it. I'm, like, I don't, so. <laughs> I fundamentally misunderstood something that happens with matrices. I could never just awful with them. Uh, Kyle Leona says, summations and series, had to take it four times, yeah. <laughs> I actually, um, I purposefully, uh, I, I can't remember how I was able to set it up to where I got into, like, the, the really lame math for my elective, because they wanted me to take, like, the more advanced math. And they're like, you got, like, really good on your ACT, so you should be at this level course. And I'm like, uh, no, I'm really bad at math, actually. And so, like, like I'm like, can I just, can I test into, or no, I, I set it up to try to test into a thing, and I got so bad on the test purposefully that I was allowed to take the lame math. <laughs> like... Uh, and then I just aced it, and I'm like, ah. <laughs> Masterful. Yeah, yeah. The, my my college master stroke. Of course, I made the mistake of not taking enough, not taking electives year one. So like, mm -hmm. year two was fucking. I was all out of whack. Anyway, anyway, back to the real topic. Yeah. Wish listing so, more Sylvaneth. Yeah, the way that they work right now. It's just so it's it's full of those weird contradictions you know your big you 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 know Durthu, of course yeah he's your beat stick right you want him in and dealing damage right away he has a decent ranged attack no one knows that <laughs> he has a decent range attack i i still just remember uh the time spirited Durthu uh rolled all sixes all sixes mm and yeah. just full to deaded uh Haywo's um Stonehorn. And it was yeah. just like you hear the jackpot like slot machine <laughs> noise and I'm just like yeah. like that that point oh three percent chance of like of Durthu just popping off and it just exploding yeah. full to dead through Stone Skeleton. I'm just like that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. It's like you have all you have like see him and you think oh he's super fragile you want to missile him in like that's that's what your mind tells you to do mm. but the thing is you have trees which block line of sight which he can stand in and you can position him in such a way where he can only be shot by one by one singular line you know if you're talking about the micro the engineering side of the game you can set him up so there's just one single line mm -hmm. that can hit him nothing else so you the way that i use him is i sit him in there and shoot stuff or in more casual games i move him out but you can heal him like 3d3 every turn with an amount of healing that sylvaneth has hmm. so i sit him there 
and I have all my dryads and little griblies rush forward while he's just with his sword that glows and shoots. The sword is the thing that actually fires a laser. His sword <laughs> fires a laser that just causes a burst of green energy. And I just sit him there while the little dryads run forth. I just boop, boop, boop until like turn three, where he'll usually be around three to f I'll try and get him back up to full and then run him into melee. Because by turn, if you have a turn, a full health Durthu at turn three, that's yeah, he's just a wrecking the, ball. Yeah. yeah, that's he can't he can't be stopped. Yeah. And like, that's how you want to play with a lot of the Sylvanas. All the bigger stuff, you want it to be patiently just waiting. Well, the Drycha plays like that too. She sits yeah, back and she yeah. shoots bees. Well, it yeah. gets protected by uh, the 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 uh, spite revenants, and she just like did it at twenty bees, twenty bees, twenty yeah. bees. Okay, yeah. you're thinned out. You've been scrapped up, and then she charges in, goes combat mode, and yeah. like smashes the crap out of whatever's left because she is squishy. The problem is, the shooting they'll just like shoot her off the table. Like she will. Yeah, die. but they can't. Only well, unless you're fighting against flying shooting, which for some reason trees, if something is slightly elevated. The trees just become invisible. Yeah, you just like did it, did it, did which has always irked me. Yeah, like, why is something that flies? Why do the trees disappear for flying? It goes against and... every action movie I've ever seen, where they're like, "Let's yeah. get to the trees to lose the helicopter." Yeah, no. If you if you the helicopter <laughs> and the tree, like once you hit the trees, the trees just pop out of existence. It's like a video game. Yeah, where the trees just unload. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. despawn apparently for anything that <laughs> flies which makes which brings a really weird idea of like squigs how trees must appear to them as they like hop because they touch the ground suddenly there's a forest and then they leave and then the forest just vanishes <laughs> that's fantastic yep. like when... why, why they're always so bugged out oh and why they're random movement and stuff because they're like what uh <laughs> like they jump up and then like the forest disappear and then they get unsure about where they should land. <laughs> yeah. Uh, awesome. Uh, any other wish listing for Sylvaneth? Um. Yeah. Just having having lore that like the lore and like, the rules that, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the free spirits, they're all about being autonomous. They maybe they don't connect with the spirit song, but they are, and that's the Kernoth hunters, and that's the spirit of Durthu. Because their whole thing is Alarial has given them autonomy. Because mm -hmm. all the other Sylvaneth are like a collective. Mm -hmm. They speak through this spirit song and they're all connected and interwoven. Um, except for the Kernoth Hunters and the Spirits of Durthu. They are, they are severed and separate and alienated from the society because of that. Because right. they can just wander and do whatever. They are the lone warriors. They just... F off and go wherever the hell they please. Right. So um, maybe they don't use the the spirit song, but they get their own set yeah. of rules. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have their power be baked into their war scroll, and they don't get any of that, but have them be like super powerful. Right. Right. I mean, they're two hundred point for, for three. You know, they they should be powerful. Yeah. They should yeah. be. I mean, this this is a that particular foot slogging three per like the Bulgors, the mm -hmm. the Kurnoth, that that. Even some of the five five per, yeah, you know, guy, that that's just a weird design space right now that just needs yeah. to kind of be readdressed and and yeah, it definitely does. But it's all but, across the board. It's but that's like a that's a big big Age of Sigmar big picture thing. Yeah. In the meantime, let's work on making the armies cool on their own little micro scale. Yeah, yeah, and I think um, that's the way you do it. 
um, have each each tier have something special, give them a good overall rule. And there was one other like key thing that has always bugged me, but I can't remember it right now, and I'll remember it as soon as we put end you, this. Yeah, put you on the spot. You'll we'll I'll I'll leave it in the comments. I'll I'll fix it in post, I'll edit it back in. Okay, like cool. yeah, like right there. Alright, so yeah. we're gonna leave a pause right here. I'll I'll do a clap. Yeah. There you go. You yeah, can find perfect. It. Yeah, no, we got it. All right, cool. We'll drop it in right there. Um, <laughs> yeah. He never dropped it in. <laughs> Narrator, and he never added it to the show. Uh, no, it's, all right, so, like, tips and tricks if people are, like, interested in Sylvaneth right now. What is just some stuff, like, I get, like they're maligned. People understand that if you're jumping yeah. in on Sylvaneth, I mean, this is that whole, there's that, that weird advice I often hear. And I feel like it's not the worst advice, but it should be properly caveated. Not all armies are equal. Just playing what you love could be a really, really long wait for a train of, like, you could just be getting your ass whipped for, like, a whole calendar year if you jump in on the wrong army. Like, uh, I talked with Haywo about playing an underdog army and how that helps you practice mm -hmm. your fundamentals, and I think that is a good thing. But you need to let people know, hey, you know, mm -hmm. if you're just jumping in, I want to play, like... You know, uh, Legion of Asgore. Uh, I would yeah. write you an essay on why I think that, like, you need to really consider this decision. You know. Yeah. Um. So, I so did, I remember the thing. So yes. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Make make one damn Wargrove have the Tree Lord, just the regular Tree Lord, the Plain Jane Tree Lord, be a not behemoth battle line like every other like you have it with um gun haulers you have it with uh the flush your courts get it yeah all of them all of them get it why didn't Sylvanov get it i want my army of giant walking trees god i want it so bad and they didn't give it to me yeah if they had done that i would have i would have put them in the bubble for me, they would have been in the book. Uh, the book would have went, went in the bubble, if, like, but at least I get to play if 10 I trees. Field, <laughs> if I could recreate twin, the two towers yeah. with just giant walking, lumbering guys and no little guys, yeah. I would have been good. Yeah. But they didn't do it for me. Yeah, yeah, you don't go in the bubble now. And they didn't even put it in the GHB. <laughs> like, they could have fixed it. Like, why that isn't a thing? It's not a hero, it's just a normal... It's just the regular, like, not a hero. The non-hero monsters are just it's in a bad spot. Yeah, that can't be battle line. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're wow. just in a yeah, yeah. Fix them. Yeah. Um, so that's the thing. Yeah. So so I, I caveat out the way. Going back to to what I was saying, like yeah. caveat out the way is like I would never tell people to you know to without some cautionary tale like be mindful of it. But I still would tell people to hey you know. It's playing an army that you love if you're not interested in chasing competition and stuff like that. Like, I don't like getting my ass kicked for a whole year uh, because yeah. I picked the wrong army. But, like, yeah. on the end, there's sort of that, like, axiom or that, sorry, that, that continuum we talked about where, like, yeah. on a long enough timeline, your army will be at the bottom of, a, like, a competitive scene. Yeah. So, like... Your daughters of Cain. It's never going to happen. Well... I'm, sure. I'm kidding. Sure, but I mean, you know, exception. Uh, I mean, I think they're the only exception. Like, I remember no, riding... they are. They are. Um, they're, remember... They'll hit some point, maybe. Yeah. Maybe their new book will come out and they'll be bad. Or maybe... Yeah, like they'll, they'll get Sylvaneth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe um, they'll just be added into a combined Dark Elf faction and then just no one will play Daughters anymore. Because, because they're freaking they're... expensive to collect. 
I'll like they're insanely it. expensive. Yeah. yeah, and they're like, oh, combine dark elves. I could play kind of like the better thing with like thirty, like a bunch of thirties of witch elves and blood, or, mm-hmm. or I can play the other half of the book and like it's way cheaper and it's got the new sculpts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um. No, but, good for good so for DOK. Good for DOK. Good for IDK as well. Actually, IDK is mm-hmm. has not. It's, oh, yeah. Since it's come out, it's just it's eel spam has consistently just been like a four and yeah. one threatening five and zero oh consistently. Which um, I one of I want an Amarty Thrall army. I agree. Like that, and I I haven't looked at the book at all because I just because eel spam was a thing and I hated the idea of it. Um, I like I didn't be disappointed, but I, I probably will at this point try it. <laughs> I I like having a like a pure like mountain, just a rock <laughs> that is that yeah. is always you must be this tall to play competitive Age of Sigmar. I love having that in a game like this. Actually, <laughs> I I know that makes me a weirdo because most people hate eel spam. I love that there is just this rock that says. Okay, you think your army is great, but can you beat eels? Gotcha. And it's been the same puzzle. Litmus test? Huh? Yeah, the litmus Lit- test that 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 gate that that sort of gatekeeper yeah. army, not in the negative social sense, but like in terms of just yeah. like, you know, you must be this tall to ride the roller coaster yeah. that just stands outside. Like I love that IDK it has in combat to proceed. Right. Gundir of <laughs> Yeah. Of Warhammer. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I I personally love that. Um, so, like, please don't nerf eels just to make thralls good. Just separately make thralls good. Yeah. Um, you don't need to nerf the good thing to make the bad thing good. This is a fundamentally flawed thinking process. Uh, the, a lot of the community has this thing, believes this way. A lot of Games Workshop seems to do that, too. They're like, oh, this thing's too good. Um, no, other stuff is bad. Just bring the bad stuff up to that level. I watched it happen with, like... With uh, what was it Bulgors and Enlighten? They're like, they're like, we're gonna drop Bulgor points down to like Enlightened on discs, and like now maybe you'll be enticed to take them. And I'm like, no. <laughs> like, yeah. like, if I want to take them, I won't feel as bad. But it's not gonna <laughs> entice me to take the bad thing that doesn't fill the same role as a 16 inch flying melee powerhouse. Like, come on. I'm, I'm. I stand in the camp that things aren't good or bad, they're just inappropriately costed by okay. and large. Like, okay. That's just the way I think about the game, but I do get... Like, Bulgors should do so much more. They should be cool. They are not currently cool. You could drop them to 120, and I would still probably take Bestigore over them. But they should be at 120 because then it's a decision at all. Yeah, yeah. Um... Anyway, no, I, I don't want to get too in the weeds. The the, the point I was trying to, to make is like I I think you got a caveat: play what you love. But I do still believe that if you play what you enjoy, you get a little bit more return on in your investment. Because if you're in an if you aren't one of those people who can chase the meta, and I don't like using chase the meta because I feel like that's got a negative connotation. If you're not one of those those people who can afford that sort of like thir- three month time investment rotation of an army to keep with yeah. it, like if you can't do that, if your tome's not deep enough to even facilitate that um you know if you're playing the thing that you love for the long haul like 
theoretically that wheel will come back on top and then you'll be look at Seraphon, right? Seraphon were down and out in garbage and now they're everyone's boogeyman. Like yeah. on that long enough timeline the thing rotates back in. So if you've been playing what you love, learning your fundamentals from the back foot and then you know, now you become a threat. Like I think that that stuff's all important to caveat. Yeah. But what's the advice that you would give people who want to get in on Sylvanath? Oh, okay. Um, a new person who's... Has yeah, no... I mean, Sylvaneth is one of those, like, one of those big new new player armies. Yeah. Like, it's just a, from it's... Like, yeah. From, like, a tactical standpoint, it would probably be in invest in understanding your troops. Invest, like, pick one of the... one of You have three options, pretty much. You have Dryads, you have Tree Revenants, you have Spite Revenants. Um... The community is dead set on dryads because that's what was good in the past. So everyone who played them has them. So they think that's the only way. That is not the only way. I did a hundred or not hundred. I think it was like 80 tree revenant army just to test and 80 tree revenants getting some of them getting an additional attack fully buffed teleporting in and charging on turn one is scary it's rend one um one of them has damage too like that can that can eat face well so, so that's that's a volume of dice type thing right yeah but it's a volume of dice with a pretty decent attack profile mm -hmm. but they're super frail um but picking one of the three and going into and following that path that's what I would probably. That would be my advice: mm -hmm. is pick one of the three core troop, one of the three battle line units, and under like master how that one works and mm -hmm. maximize it. Right. That's what I would say. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Invest Other than that, Alarial's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> poor Alarial. Yep. Um. Poor Alarial. She does work. I think she's not bad, but she's a trap. You don't... She's a buff piece. She sits back, she hucks her spear, and she gives every single person near her D3 heal every round. Like <sighs> Until she just gets, <laughs> like, dropped and popped off the frickin' table and you just have the 600-point hole in your army. But if you're, if you're shielding her, she can't. You mean with the trees? With the trees, you have ways of shielding and protecting her. And what you want her for is you want her there to be healing your stuff that's getting hit. Hmm. You know, um, you want to zone her out of the range. You don't want her in the dangerous position. Like hmm. her only threats are magic or her only threats should be magic and um, and shooting. The shooting you can mitigate with the woods. Um, the magic you can kind of mitigate with the woods because a lot of stuff is model you can see. Yeah, but... right. And otherwise, just keep her out of range. She doesn't need to be up in the face of stuff. A lot of people use her like a bullet, but I don't think that's the right way. Uh, Kylionis, uh, we have been over this. Uh, you said Bretonia, oh Bretonia. I waited so long for them to come around. Six, sixth edition, I, I, I believe. Uh, and they blew up the damn world rather than doing it. No, no, no. <laughs> they have come around. Take all of your Bretonians. And I am. I know it's the meme. But you need to convert them into flesh eater courts, and then you are playing them again. Like, I know you hate that, but like, literally, just one for one proxy, just one for one proxy. 
Like, don't even go into the blood and glue. Be like, this is how they see themselves. The grand illusion that they've given into. There you go. I hate to give you hope, but what do you think is going to be in the dual kit that, or the dual box that comes out for Warhammer Old World, where you got the Kislev Bears versus someone? Bretonians? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even care about the Old World. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I, people who do. I, I didn't care until I started playing Total War. Yeah. Total War Warhammer has gotten me into it because there's a lot of, like, all the main storylines are in the quest dialogues. Or a lot of them. Are. Mm, yeah, poor chaos dwarves. Yeah, that's where like uh, I had to like mention the the uh, Legion of Asgore. Um, <laughs> like it, it, like just make the chaos dwarves an army, a real Games Workshop yeah. army. I don't know how the business end of the Forge World stuff works together, but like just just release a whole chaos dwarf. They're already AOSy and unique. Like they have <laughs> yeah. like the Doom Train for freaking crying out loud. It doesn't get more metal than that, quite literally. <laughs> like, like just make their like the fu- the 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 slow churning engine of war that that moves forward, just mowing stuff down with guns and, and artillery. Like yeah. that that has a place in Age of Sigmar. Chaos Dwarves was an Age of Sigmar army before Age of Sigmar. Yeah, kinda. Like, there's no way. Okay, they're they're centaur dwarves that are also <laughs> fire genies. And they have a train that has spiky arms that do this as it moves and kills things yeah. with a gigantic cannon yeah. on its back. Yeah. Sage of Sigmar. Yeah, yeah. Like they're they're already they're ready to go. Just like up, give them a real book and a real release. Like let's go. I a real yeah. quote unquote. Sorry, Forge World. Um, <laughs> I I don't like anything fantasy Forge World. I have so many feelings about that blood dragon. Uh, uh, I just. I don't. I I will. I love your horse heresy. I I will admit that I'm getting a little on like the we're getting a little bit on the periphery of my expertise here when I start talking Forge World, but I just don't understand why it's not a like one rolled into Games Workshop property like properly. I don't get the I don't get the schism. I don't understand it. I think it's unnecessary. It's just like with with Citadel was different from like it's unnecessary. Absorb them properly. Uh, release their models prop like with proper support via the rules of your game with direct and appropriate accommodations made when you release the GHB their stuff should just be released in the GHB too like there's no reason not to just do it the right way um no one remembers the tenderizer a bull centaur pushing a lawnmower oh man it's so awesome like uh, they're already age of sigmar you don't yeah. you don't need to reimagine them like that's the thing is like it it blows my mind they're ready to go so few things come ready to ship like that yeah in terms of like the ideas like when we're talking about soul blight earlier like i i don't know if vampires go far enough is my big criticism yeah like, yeah. I, like vampires are kind of you know it's it's kind of a thing already. They already wear the uh, like the cravats. Yeah, they already wear the cravats and they have the sleeves. You know, Johnny Depp is kind of the, one of the the heralds of the goths. So we've seen or previously was until all the you know abuse stuff. But like, uh, 
you know, like Johnny Depp was kind of like a like a goth icon because Edward Scissorhands. So as right. Captain Jack Sparrow, it's like you go, okay, yeah, this tracks. Like I can already see that. It makes yeah. too much sense. So like, go further. Make them space pirates. Okay. <laughs> I want vampire space pirates. Uh. So you gotta go because just vampires, not too far enough. I want you to go uncomfortably too far with the the premise. That's what makes me happy. Like, the Goth is our harvester. Probably went way too far with Nad Guy, but I'm happy they did it. <laughs> like... uh, same. Uh... Well, I have a question. Do you think... When do you think they're going to do Wave 2 of the stuff? Because, I... like, when you look at the armies, the new armies, they all seem lacking. Yeah. Know? Yeah, I, I, think, I think that it is a logical... Per step in the process yeah. that we'll get another set of like of like IDKE stuff we'll get another yeah. set of like DOK IDK is the prime example DOK like have... yeah I mean if you you read Osiarch Bone Reapers see I hope no one's playing the drinking game tonight I've just been like teeing off because I'm talking to someone about the <laughs> army that they love and then I see I see how much Sajil loves his army and then I'm like I love my army that same way <laughs> you know and then like that you get that resonant that resonance yeah. there um, it's good to be able to just gush and not yeah yeah, <laughs> but like the Osiarch Bone Reapers book talks about like siege engines they have that like they even have like some pictures of some stuff like so it's like we've got more siege engines coming uh, yeah. for more bone daddies it, like so wave twos I think are going to happen but I think it's in the distant I think it's yeah. I think it I think it's do you think I think they have the sculpts do you think they have the sculpts already I think they have Not concepts hinted, but okay I think they have cons I, I think they have, I think they have concepts. Yeah. Um. Uh, like. I'm thinking maybe with book three, they might or. AOS or... 3.0, I think, is when we'll see the first, the first second wave of something. Okay. Um. So keep in mind we. Keep in mind. Well, Karnathi, the way they handle that might actually be yeah. kind of like a Sylvaneth second wave. Yeah, it, might, it might. We might see that a little bit like a, uh, um, a little bit like a, uh, almost like a maybe like a Cities of Sigmar, like where like mm -hmm. you can. The Kurnoth hunters and stuff from Sylvaneth can freely one to four, you mm -hmm. know, into okay. that book yeah. Yeah. without like being an ally. Like you can just have one in every yeah. four. It's be... like Archon. Yeah, Archon. they they can be one, one in every four can be with a Kurnothi, um, and then like there's like a battalion where you can play them together, or they might go as far as like Maw tribe, Maw tribe slash I, uh, uh, war clans. I would think with how Kurnothi are or how Kurnoth hunters are written, I would think they would be fully integrated. Just because they are so a part of yeah. Kurnoff. Yeah, I, I mean, I I think we'll see Age of, Age of Sigmar 3.0 uh, mm -hmm. probably in the next two years. Three COVID makes it so weird. If if COVID didn't happen, yeah. I, I I'd have firmly said two years we get we get AOS three. Really, I thought I could have sworn that there was some rumor that the next edition was due this year, following no the pattern. No. no way, no way. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have believed the rumor. But okay. smarter, smarter people than me who know like yeah. GW's tendencies. To me, I don't know that GW oh, knows GW tendencies. Yeah, but, I that is the truest thing of GW is they do not know what they it, they do not know their like own. the the forty k new edition was so kind of bungled. Like we know so, and we know that AOS gets its release after forty k, right? Like usually, mm -hmm. so yeah. theoretically, we should get our Age of Sig we should have Age of Sigmar three coming. I, it, I don't think it's this year. I don't think it's next year. And then okay. because of COVID, I think it's, you know, we'll count this as year one, two, three. 
Mm, gotcha. But but we're in the midst of of year one, so yeah. I think about you know with that weird dirty math about three years, so technically two. two. Um, I think I think it was because there was a two year gap between version one and version two, but I think that, that I think you're right that that's not a. It feels like we just got into two point I don't know that because, you know. Um, it's so weird. I'm I'm looking up when Age of Sigmar two came out. 2018, I think. 2018. Okay, so it has been two years. Yeah, that's what I thought, but I wasn't sure. Because yeah, it doesn't feel like we've been in it for long. No, and like the the stuff that they updated was like significant, and like the mm. thing is they haven't gotten everything updated to to 2.0 quite yet. Like we still got Nurgle, we still got Dok. Oh yeah. So like conceivably, if Dok just comes out 3.0 ready. And then that will give us a good, a good, I think, inclination as to what, how close 3.0 is. Because if yeah. DOK comes out 3.0 ready, and Nurgle comes out 3.0 ready, like they're using new language, like you see some old language stripped out, like Holy Within, hopefully dialed down significantly because it's just, I get it, but like you fixed, uh, you fixed Daisy Chains in a better way already. You don't need to also double down on. on uh, you know, just like sort of willy-nilly hurting armies versus not based on like yeah. the arbitrary values of your holy within. What is the fix for? How did they fix it? Uh, the coherency rule. I, the coherency oh, rule okay. like fixed it. If you you daisy chain your daisy chain thing will work until I until you have to start removing casualties and then you have a real pickle because I'm either gonna pop half the squad for free if you take them the wrong way to try and maintain your like sort of daisy chain or, um, or you know like. Yeah, you're just yeah. Like the minute like they said, most of the unit explodes when it's out of coherency. I'm like fixed. Yeah. Like you can do some of the daisy chain abuse for like a turn. Yeah. Which doesn't break the game. It was when you had like you took the models out the center and then you had things occupying two separate spaces. How we mm -hmm. score objectives shifted too, which yeah. helps it and mitigates it. So it's like I don't like you don't need the holy within. Would you want? micro changes for the next edition or would you be excited to see something major change i think you do a micro change this is just cleaning up 2.0 is is very you know i think 2.0 is in a, in a in a really it's trended in a good direction compared to warhammer fantasy battle what oh, i've yeah. seen in 40k like yeah. and even the dark the ages of 40k is good yeah i like what they've done they've they've fixed a lot of the problems they, Games Workshop, we, we come down hard on them because we get books like Sylvaneth and, and things like that. But, like, really, I look at the aggregate, and I'm like, they're doing better than they ever have, so I have to be oh, a little yeah. bit nice. Yeah. You want to keep on them because you want to keep that expectation, you want to keep them delivering on good stuff, but, yeah. like, they have been, so they've bought some, some like, goodwill from me, personally. Because I yeah. remember, what, 4th, 5th edition uh, uh, 40k, where I'm just like... <laughs> yep. That's, I think that's when I got into it. And I'm just like, this is the most... Dis and I had played, you know, for, for a while by that point. And I'm like, I think it was 4th or 5th edition. I'm just like, this is straight garbage. Like, yeah. the lag time between releases, the power creep, the, like, yeah. the incongruency between oh, rules. Oh, yeah, the power creep was awful. Like, I'm like, suddenly I'm deep striking land raiders in my blood angels. And I'm like, there's you know nothing on the table... I'm like, I'm like, it's awesome for me, but like, I'm not playing games with anybody. Nobody yeah. can deal with this right now, and it's like a year of that that nobody yeah. could deal with it. And I'm like, 
get fucked. Like I'm, maybe, I'm like maybe three years for some people. Yeah, or three or like dark. I had dark Eldar as well. Mm. I I think my dark Eldar codex. I still have it somewhere floating around. Second yeah. edition. I had yeah. that into fifth edition. You yeah. fucking kidding me? Like, I I mean, and, so and that's why you put them in the bubble because they did the thing. They did the thing, right? Yeah. They're in the bubble because I remember sitting on my second edition uh, Dark Eldar Codex into fifth edition, going, "When do I get them?" And by the time I quit playing, Dark Eldar still didn't have an update. <laughs> like... Yeah, uh, I remember when um, Tau, and it was great playing Tau uh, with consolidating into close combats mm -hmm. and just chaining from one close combat to another in one turn. And just, oh, well, you charge me with one unit of Terminators and half my army just got eaten because you consolidated well mm, and I like... didn't position perfectly. Right, right. Yeah. You could yeah. you could literally move across the entire board in one turn. Oh, I abused it with Death Company. Mm. Um, do God. people not think the new Marathi <laughs> book is AOS Psychic Awakening and we will lead directly into AOS 3? I mean, that's what I think. I, I Like, I think, because we got the, the way the Soul Wars kind of panned out, uh, the malign <laughs> sorcery, <laughs> malign portents. The N Nagasha's Black Pyramid scheme essentially led into 2.0. That's what kickstarted it. We got mm -hmm. endless spells, like so on and so forth. Um, I think that that's, that's philosophically what's going to happen. I don't think it's going to be like the exact same sort of uh I don't know that the the like the bad taste will be in everybody's mouth the same way it felt like it was for psychic awakening but we're not playing on the same scale or scope that 40k is in terms of like the budget the the player base the reach all that yeah. stuff like the community is also so so different it's a it's a much different community, so I don't, I don't foresee it being like this. Just ruined two That you see some people like yeah. um, maybe if they release the books that become immediately obsolete. I know that really sucks, but malign, but like malign portents. It was like um, you know what this is. Like you get the little pack thing. GHBs. You know what these are every year. You're going to get the new thing next year. Like I, there's a little bit of of like you have to understand that the catalyst will will be absorbed in the in the process of creating the the change right like yeah so i i don't again i don't pretend to speculate on like their grander their grander schemes uh yeah. if if they do something i don't like i just won't do that like i have that power i <laughs> they are they are no more uh they are no more like they are no more entitled to my business than I am entitled to them doing exactly what they want, like catering to me exactly the way I want them to. Like if I hate your thing, I just stop playing it, or 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 I play it the way I liked it before and like don't give a crap. Or I watch Warhammer Weekly, Vince, Vince, Tom, Scrubby, and Wells make a whole new pack of artifacts because I'm mad that Malign. Line sorcery <laughs> artifacts are gone, and like, oh, these are pretty metal again. Like, cool, awesome. I play with these rules. That's that's what's awesome with this sort of like how layered our game is. Um, yeah. I just want them to write. I just want them to keep on the trend they've been on and write better and better rules more consistently. Consistency is the key. They have good rules. It's just they have some inconsistency issues. Nonbos. Uh, they write a rule this way. With the Holy Within as one of the bigger offenders. Why is this buff Holy Within 12 inches versus the Holy Within 18 versus the Holy Within 6? And they're all doing yeah. fun fundamentally the same thing. And it's a problem in this army. Would never be a problem in that army. And it's just, you know. Yeah. 
Um, also, with uh, what someone said in chat, Warhammer Fantasy Battles is not returning. It is not. Do not think that. <laughs> that is the road to disappointment. It is Warhammer Old World. It's going to be like Apocalypse. Like I, t- I have, you, we have no clue. Yeah, we've seen a bear. We've seen a bear, a lady with ice, and a map. Yeah, that they told it. me, they told me coming in three years or something like that, and I'm just like, yep. it could be like at least at at least three. <laughs> That's if everything goes perfectly, and that was also before. Um, yeah. Well, so. and, well, and like Warhammer Fantasy Battle, like. Like, is better as an RTS. <laughs> like, it's just when the computer does all the finicky crap for me, like wheeling and so on and so yep. forth. Like, I, who has the Those higher ground, f- like, for the, like, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to play a tabletop game like that. Yeah. You know, like, if you do, awesome. Like, seriously, awesome. And, like, but the thing is, like, you kind of still can. You can still play 8th th- edition if you never converted your stuff. Like, I, I don't sit here indignantly angry that 5th edition is out if I love third edition yeah for dungeons and dragons i still just play both because you know i i have that power it's Um, so weird that how that works with rpgs like no one really cares when new rpg editions no you play you play the best games it's the fomo campaign that uh, that all the marketing Mm -hmm. is based on now i think i think Mm -hmm. that's the main thing is like this this feeling that you need you need the new thing yeah. To be a part of the the new movement and to be part of the group yeah. and stuff like that. I think it's it's the anxiety of missing uh, of the anxiety of needing to fit in that we feel uh it's predatory. It's kind mm-hmm. of I I think it's kind of scummy, but like yeah. they yeah. But like that's that's how nerd stuff is marketed. You're either on the bandwagon early and with it and you're part of the elite awesome group of nerds at the top of the food chain or you're an outcast and a weirdo even amongst outcasts it's mm-hmm. you know like the the nerd experience is a shared sort of collective experience of social marginalization and the companies know that and they have preyed upon it whether it's triple a video games or dungeons and dragons or games workshop uh it's aggressive uh, it's the thing that I think is the most. Uh, I think it's a real problem. It's not the most. I think it's, a, it's. I think it's a problem with like how they approach the stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, see, that's what I'm thinking. Like Warhammer Fantasy Battle, or or the old world becomes like epic 40k, or like you know, apocalypse. Like it's it's this grand scale. Like you, because like you're playing with hundreds of 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 troops or models but they have a, a good way to translate that to a tabletop game who again who knows if, if you want to inhabit yeah. that world awesome it might even be like it's an entire separate rule set you know like it's it's who 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 knows they're if you think that they're going to shoot a torpedo at age of sigmar though when it has been their fastest growing business not just by like a little bit by like literally mm-hmm. doubling each year since the first ghb in profitability and the highest increase in their in their market share and and profitability as a company, you're flat out crazy. Yeah, you don't I, kill I do like you don't you don't I kill do the like... cash calf. Their cash cow is forty k, so they'll never kill it. But the 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 calf that is going to grow up into a secondary cash cow, you don't slaughter it. Yeah, I do think that. Um, I like the idea of there's just some 
delusional person out there who's just like, yeah, AOS is going to fail any day now, and then they'll end times it, and then I will be king with Warhammer Fantasy. I like to think that there's someone out there who, who is like, has that malice of just wanting something to die because the thing they like died, and it's clearly not. I mean, I hated 4th edition Dungeons & Dragons. I hated it. Mm -hmm. And I and a lot of people did, and then until later. Yeah, sorry. I just this works oh, for no, your metaphor. No. The the person who hates I love the thing about it. <laughs> like I I hated fourth edition. They turned it into a into a into a a a pure like video game port of a board game, and I'm like, why are we going the wrong direction? You know, hmm. I I have the well, uh, so. Fourth edition has a good rule set, and that is something I'm going to put in the bubble up over here mechanically the rules work very well they just moved it away from role playing which dnd has already kind of been lightly role playing okay mm -hmm. like it's it's very more roll playing the other type of role playing it's a lot more it's already shifted towards like the board gamey uh, RP is just something you do on your own, and then the dice take over, and it's combat dungeon simulator, right? Yeah. Uh, fourth edition went way too far into that vein for me. They lost any notion of spells working out of combat. Spells durations maxed out at minutes rather than like hours or days. Like they, everything was built around combat. Like charm person wasn't a thing you did out of combat to charm the guard to get into the city anymore. It was gotcha. only mechanically for combat. And so again, mechanically it was really solid, but I was just like, not like this. They stripped out all of the... you. They stripped out all of the, like, role, R-O-L-E playing aspect of the mechanics. Um, and, like, I just, I hated it. I hated it. Now, unlike the people who burnt their, their uh, like, 40... Their, their Warhammer Fantasy battle models and gave a gigantic middle finger to, like, the company and hate everybody who plays the new thing. I didn't hate everyone who played 4th Edition and liked 4th Edition. The reason that game existed as it did is because World of Warcraft was huge, and they wanted to bring people from the video games to the tabletop in a way that they could understand and that was communicable. Like, that they built a bridge between RPGs, tabletop gaming was shrinking and becoming more and more niche and video games were completely taking the sort of mystique of things that made tabletop games awesome and just doing it in a way that anybody could do it and anyone could have fun and blah 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 blah. Fourth edition was a necessary step. Now we have fifth edition which is great, but like but like I looked at what it was and I'm like I already am here. This isn't for me. I'm just going to go and play keep playing 3.5 and then Pathfinder came out and then I played Pathfinder for a long time. And I'm like I'm like, but like, go ahead. You guys are having fun. I'm not going to play 4th Edition anymore. Enjoy. I played it enough to be like, okay, cool. I know what this is. But like, no, I'm done. We're going to go play this other stuff. Um, that's how I feel about games. Like if I, I have this ability to like, as big of a, I'm a massive nerd. I hint, we talked about the ball of yarn of all my interests that it's just woven together yeah. at, like a tapestry of how I like, I like my undead armies because I love Castlevania the video game and the music I listen to the death and metal and edgy and you know like or you know uh, like whatever it's all woven together with big tapestry but like I don't like feel the need to to be fan to be part of a fandom f a n d u m b 
I don't <laughs> feel the need. Like, if if I don't like Star Wars anymore, I just won't be part of that fandom anymore. Or I'll like what I like about Star Wars, which is the setting, and, like, play the Star Wars RPGs and, like, uh, you know, like, cosplay Star Wars and do the stuff I like about Star Wars. And, like, I don't need to like the new movies. They're for other people. They're not for me. This notion that fandoms need to be catered to at all times is so weird to me. On one hand, like, I'm not going to shit on my audience, because that's you don't do that. You don't exploit your audience, you don't shit on them. But, like, this notion that, like, you need to completely conform releases to me, the fan, is so strange to me. And that I must then, in turn, consume everything that you release, because now everything obviously must be for me, because I'm part of your fandom. It's so weird. Assassin's yeah. Creed. I love the first Assassin's Creed. Played the second one. Didn't like it. Quit playing Assassin's Creed. Like, you don't... Like, I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna, like, stay on these... Like, I'm still a massive Nagash fan, right? Like, never changed since middle school, since 1997. You know, huge fan of that. Didn't play Warhammer Fantasy Battle through the end times, because, like, I had just... Me and, me and Warhammer Fantasy Battle just weren't syncing up in where I was in my life and where the game was came back to it now in Age of Sigmar. I'm having a great time like I never left. But if, like, they kill off Nagash, I'm gonna have to have, like, a big soul-searching moment for myself where I'm like, do I stick with this game with my favorite character dead? Yes, no. You know, like, I have to... I'll, that's a bridge I'll have to think about. Like, there's... I don't know. It's... It's weird. It's complicated, I guess. But I just, uh... Fine, you'll join the Sylvaneth. Because they are pretty, yeah, her. yeah. Because they redo Alarial and she's a badass. Yeah, they'll redo Alarial. She takes down Nagash. Yeah, she's a strong, she's a strong, independent woman. She don't need no man. She don't need no, she don't need no Nagash. Yeah, she don't need no body. Like they'll, they'll make her awesome. Um, you know, this is where like Neferata, like I think mm, I can't yeah. Neferata, like the game needs more, um, needs more like like awesome ass-kicking women in it. I've said that for, for a long time. I think, you know, Alarial got done dirty. They need they need to reconcile that and fix that. Neferata, who has these fantastic books, needs to show me on the table. You know, like, I want Isabella to come back. Not Vlad. Vlad von Karstein's dead. His story's told. But Isabella has a great story to be told yet. She has the Ring of Resurrection the Von Karstein ring, she's got the something to prove against Nurgle, so you already have a bad guy for her, yeah. which is uh, one half of writing a great story, is having a great Did bad guy. Did she through the end times? I'm retroactively... She lived. Neferata caught the, like, Nurgle rot or whatever, and she was going to die, and Vlad Von Karstein gave her the Ring of Resurrection. Vlad yeah. Von Karstein essentially died for love, and uh, and she pieced out through a portal, essentially. You know, whatever. Right, right. Because, yeah, there were three... I, yeah, it was Neferata, and there were three characters that were the sisters sitting at the end times watching the world burn. And Neferata's the only one that they brought back of those three that were still alive. Yeah. yeah. Neferata's cool. Like, I think you can... I think this is your, your opportunity to... to uh, Like, if we do get Soulblood, I think this is your opportunity to new sculpt Isabella, tie her in to, like, the space vampires. Um, and, like... And updated rules Neferata style, like what they did with Archon, and throw and and just she gets to play in that army, just like Archon gets to just play in Nazi Arc Bone Reapers. Do that with Neferata for the new thing, and you've got a really good, like now you have like this sort of like two awesome, like two awesome women characters just kicking ass, like in 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 an army that 
everyone be like, hell yeah, like, vampires. You know, like, um, Elarial needs to be fixed. Like, they, they have the potential to, to be, to really do something special with Age of Sigmar that I don't think they could have done with Warhammer Fantasy Battle because they have so many pretensions about being historic in a way that yeah. didn't help them. I don't like when history, like, informs fantasy. Uh, I, I like, some, like, I like part of it, but, like, but only to a point. And Warhammer Fantasy Battle was so entrenched in, the map is the, is the freaking world, you know? Like, it's literally yeah the world with a couple, like, little bits chopped off. It, but it's, it's, it's the Earth globe with, like, yeah. Atlantis sitting here as Alduan or whatever. Ulthwan, sorry. So, come on. Like, yeah. I hope that they explore, like, Nippon and just everything that they didn't even really... They touched on it in some of the lore with it, but there's, there's a whole other side of the world that they could have devoted that just kind of... They shrunk the world really, really small, but well, they was... were obsessed about it being this big, massive thing, but there's one... There's a whole... Well, they... I mean, they kept it Eurocentric. I get it. You're a European yeah. company, um, yeah. like, but I I don't know. Like, Age of Sigmar doesn't have that problem though, because it's just like here, yeah. everything's like crazy. Yeah. 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 So like, I, I don't know. It's cool. Like, just old world, old world win. Like, if it's good, it's good. You know, if if it's good, I I might even play it. Like, that's. It'll have bear. It'll have ice bear cavalry. So. I'm gonna paint that. <laughs> I like that. That's cool. Yeah. If 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 it's not my bag, it's not my bag, and uh, no no harm, no foul. Like I'm not gonna. I don't know. That's what it's about. I think let people. You know, there's that uh that comic where pinches the lips. Let people love. Uh, let people enjoy things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just let people enjoy things. Like I enjoy my things. Uh. I can appreciate that other people enjoy other things uh, because it's the it's that passion, it's that love, that mutual love, and and that's what I I look yeah. to, not just what the thing is. Um, no, absolutely. That's I don't understand the other mentality of it. The spite, like the spiting people. Yeah. You know, like I, I don't get it. Yeah. All right, man. I think we've had a pretty productive uh, discussion here. Yeah. Same. So anything you. Fast. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's a good one when when I don't even look at the clock and realize we've been on for three hours and eighteen minutes. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, what do you want to put on blast? Uh, where can people find you? Um, I stream on Twitch. Uh, Sajil S A underscore J E E L. Uh, streaming every week, three days a week: Monday, Wednesday, Friday. 7 p.m. 6:30. I'm also on Twitter at Sage Sajil. Um, that's where I go live and announce stuff and post random art and thoughts on video games and my process of game development. In nice. Kind of, yeah. yeah. No. Good luck with that. Yeah. Also, shout out to Basement War Gamers. They are an awesome uh, club out in Pennsylvania. Um, great group of great group of players it's like the third shout out they've gotten on this show <laughs> i mean they're awesome so i think i've yeah. even had one or two of them on here really? <laughs> jared that doesn't seem right <laughs> jared was on um yeah. yeah so um 
yeah, uh, uh, thank you for being part of the show. Uh, yeah. Real one last question here before you go. This is a very, seems like a very Sylvaneth question: uh, oak, ash, walnut, or maple? Oh, the Sylvaneth um, player. Of those, I'd say maple, but I <laughs> birch. Birch has my heart. Birch has my heart. But All right. Of the of the options, maple. <laughs> Jack Gang, thank you so much for being with us tonight. You are the show within the show, the reason we do this thing. Remember, drink your milk, pay your taxes, and be excellent to yourselves and each other. Oh, and also hug a tree, because yes. self-aneth. <laughs> yes. It's important. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. Thank you for hanging out with us. <laughs>